Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. But it like it literally like I was just listening to it and it literally cut off right before he says the 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 whole thing like the um Perhaps we play a little game called Just the Tip just for a second to see how it feels. <laughs> or ouch, ouch, you're on my hair. Oh, God. It literally stopped right before you said that. <laughs> <laughs> we interrupt this program to bring you a special bulletin. You're listening to BTW. I'm Walk at Dad 17. You're listening to BTW. Good luck and get good. You're listening to BTW. I am Dino. Good luck and get good. You're listening to BTW. And we're going to drop some PvP knowledge. I'm AstroZombie954. And we're going to drop some PvP knowledge. You're listening to BTW. Good luck and get good. You're listening to BTW. And we're going to drop some PvP knowledge on all you suckers. Well, I guess if you're listening to this, this is the start of the show, but we've been doing this (laughs) for the past hour. Um, we, uh, were joined today, earlier today, uh, with, uh, Zoe Two Dots. Um, we kind of been keeping that under wraps, um, you know, wanted to surprise you all with that. Um, so later on in the show, you will hear our interview. It's, um, it's about an hour, um, which I was surprised. I, I, <laughs> I was going to um, say I was thinking maybe it would only go, but then again, it's us. So, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say we, if it was going to be a thirty-minute interview, that 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 that's a minimal hour with yeah. the three yeah. of us. But it's a, it's a very uh, it was a very like in yeah an intriguing like it was a good like conversation like we had with her in the question. I'm just shocked what she would do the, with the game if she was put in charge. That that really shocked me. Like, how <laughs> how insane was that? I just love when she said, they need to just stop. <laughs> you both had a moment where you're just like, exactly. I, just, I looked at her and I was just like, that's it. I know you don't know I'm looking at you, but I'm looking at you and there you go. We're there. <laughs> well, Astro, do you see we, we got some feedback this week? Uh, I didn't see that, did we? 
Yeah, from Chili Dog. I love how you said you didn't see it, even though you were the one that sent it to us. Was I the one that sent it? <laughs> Yes. I actually don't remember, but I think you it's did. It's in the pins in Discord, buddy. Um, oh, okay. Hold on. Oh, yeah, you did. Uh, okay, sorry. I, well, okay. In all fairness, this was on the 26th, so that was like four days ago. <laughs> that was a lifetime ago. Yes. With how busy you So this came uh, actually from Spotify. Uh, it says, love everything you guys talk about. I really enjoyed GBL and haven't tried much TCG or VG, but have really been entertained by the sheer joy Astro talks about TCG. Keep up the great works. Chili Dog 15. Appreciate that a whole lot. It is, it's all enjoyable. Well, it's enjoyable. The game, like, TCG has been very enjoyable. I wish I could say that like, when I've opened up my Pokemon Go app, I've felt the same joy. Um, but I will say, since I haven't been playing as much, uh, when I do open it, I tend to play longer than I did when I was playing it every day. So you're saying a break is good? I think so. Because I mean, like, I mean, besides the things not working, like, and now that it's getting like a little cooler, like I'm going like for walks around the neighborhood or something like that, um, where normally like I would just like everywhere the minute I got in the car, I'd turn, you know, the app on and then turn my gotcha or go plus plus whatever on and, and kind of go with it. Um, and not really like, I guess, interact with the game like you're playing, but you're not interacting with it. Um, in that sense, uh, whereas now it's like, I interact, I guess a little more with it, mm -hmm. um, when I actually do play with it, play the game. Yeah. So that's always good. Um, so it's going to be, I would say a lighter show since we had the, the interview and it's so, so long. So, um, probably do we have a lot of ghost stuff to talk about? Like decent. <sighs> Good. I mean, yeah. no, I was yeah. gonna say. I mean, there's just a regional. I mean, just a there, regional. Uh... This month's cup for the yeah. Discord. Uh, we let's knock out the news in 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 five minutes or less. Ready? Go. Ready? Oh, shoot. Go. Go. Uh, only new news. There is a Festival of Lights coming out. We get the addition of uh, Tad Bulb and Belly Bolt. Um, mm -hmm. They're not good. Wait, I thought the stat product was good. Stat product's great. Guess what the moves are? I actually I don't. <laughs> Are they really that bad? Oh wait, they're all like electric. I think it's right? one hundred percent electric. No coverage. Wow. So, it's, but is it like not even as bulky as like Pachirisu? Where it oh, can it, be it's viable? got one hundred and fifty-six oh, defense or HP with one hundred and seven defense. Versus Patchy is one fifty-seven and one forty-two. So yeah, not not even as bulky as Pachirisu. Okay. Yeah. Thundershock, Damn. discharge, parabolic charge, zap cannon. Hmm. So it has better moves than Patchy. Yeah, but with no coverage, it just it's not going to be viable. But go out, get it, hatch some eggs because you're going to get two times the dust if you need to get your dust. Uh, PVP relevant mons for the event, which runs from the seventh through the twelfth. Pikachu, Volpix. I'm going to say Ponyta because Rabbitash has some minor play. Magnemite, Voltorb, Chinchow, Mareep, Slugma, Litwick are all going to be spawning during this event. 
like it. Yeah, I mean that's that it's ain't not bad. bad. It's not bad spawns at all, actually. No. Oh, um, and there's a raid day on November 11th, apparently. Okay. A raid day. Yep. The fuck? Interesting. Don't say what it is. Hmm. Wait, do we Mega know? Car jump. <laughs> I'm like, oh. do we know? Because I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> that, that that's that's the um community days this weekend. Um. Oh, can, so can we when, pour one out? Can we pour well, one out? Well, you know what's funny? <laughs> what you say that when I saw your post in the Discord about about the community day and what they did, <laughs> the first thing I thought was um, the scene from The Godfather after Sonny gets shot, and it's a very famous scene. And Marlon Brando walks up to the casket and he goes, "Look what they did to my boy!" <laughs> like that was the first thing I thought. Like just. Everybody just like who was so excited for this Pokemon, like all of us just kind of standing over its casket, like just look what they did. <laughs> you you and, know what they did? They did exactly what some dumbasses in the community asked them to, and they took away Surf and gave it the exact move they asked for: Water Pulse. But additionally, it, they took away Poison Jab and gave it Poison Sting. It's pretty much worthless now. For the moment. For the moment. <laughs> For the moment. The stats For are there. That's it. Stats are there. There's a good chance it could come back. Is there like is there So there was actual people like tweeting to Niantic or whatever saying that that it was to... going to be too OP and they needed to nerf it before it came out. Keep in mind, it gets walled by water types. It gets walled by uh, ice types. Like, it was very beatable. It just actually performed well against the top 12 play Pokemon for the most part. So, like, looking at this regional this in Toronto, your top 12 day one was Medi. It beats Medi. Lantern, it beat Lantern. Um, Superior, it beat Superior. It beat Wiki. But it was beaten by A-Slash and Frostlass, Swampert, uh, and Venu. It was neutral into uh, Umbreon and Mandy, top part of the top 12. And it beat Carbink. And Gligar, it was kind of a neutral flippy matchup depending upon if somebody got an energy lead. So it wasn't like it completely busted the meta. It just, I, I don't understand it. This I don't is, know we why. We can't have nice things. Was it, were these like, I don't want to like blast anybody. If, sure. But I don't know. Were Was it predominant PvP players? So basically they just didn't want anybody fucking with their their play Pokemon team. Correct. That's some it, bullshit. It just it doesn't make sense. But like, what I really don't understand doesn't. we we ask for things to be changed in a way that helps the meta get healthy, and they ignore us. We but say, we really Oh, this is it. too OP. Okay, that fine, fine. We can fix that real quick. <clears throat> Nerf hammer done. Yeah. <laughs> They want it fixed the way they want it fixed, though. This wasn't the way they wanted it fixed. No, this is exactly what they asked for. 
This is the exact was outcome it the, they asked. Was it? But was it done. the Pokemon they wanted to to come in and? That's like to oh, me, that's okay. Like, yeah, I see what you mean. You know, yeah. like it's just like okay, all right, here, baby. You just <laughs> need something to to bitch about. Ah, uh, man. Um. Okay, we can go to play stuff now. Do you, well. Oh, sorry. Really, really quick. Do you league changes? Um. Yes. League Friday. open great league and electric. Okay. We actually probably let, let's circle back to that because we probably need to talk about electric up a little bit. Well, let's let's just get it out of the way because okay. the the play stuff. I think there's a lot to talk about, especially like as far as like TCG with with Paradox Rift coming out Friday, mm-hmm. um, and some things that like I've been talking about with Dino, um, and just things I've been hearing that I think we should. Spend a little okay. more than a couple minutes on. Okay, so Electric Cup. Hmm. It's Electric Pokemon min- minus G Fisk and um, Vikavolt. Because they have ground moves. They have ground right? moves. Okay. Uh, however, Luxray, who has hit Power Ground, is still allowed in Electric Cup. Your best Electric Cup Pokemon is Water Gun Lantern. Hmm. It's four points higher than anything else. Menon, Shadow Luxray, Galvantula, Shadow Galvantula, Shadow Magna, Magna Zone, Shadow, or no, I'm sorry, Le- uh, Hisuian Electrode, Luxray, Alolan Graveler Shadow, Shadow Empress is your top 10. You go from 96 down to 86 by the time you get to number 10, rating wise. This looks hmm. like the glassiest. <laughs> I mean, it's and that's why Lantern's going to be so good at it. These things are going to, like, these battles will last, like, less than two minutes. <laughs> oh, so so is your team just a Sasuni Electrode, Lantern, Galvantula, and play RPS? I mean, is that... I think you would need Minin to help you with the Lantern matchup, no? Because of Grass Knot? Hasuni yeah. uh, Electrode is why I, bet I put that there. Because you're resisting everything Lantern throws at you with it. Oh... I remember this cup being so fucking RPS, man. So you better pray that you get legend before this shit. Oh wait, do we have great league? Well, care. I know you don't, but I'm just saying. Oh no, we have open great league. I'm good. Never mind. All of my all of my hard work, and I'm just gonna leave it alone. <laughs> just don't <laughs> until, touch it <laughs> until Ultra League comes back. <laughs> I mean, you do have open great league, and you can have some fun there. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I've climbed in. Um, what's it called? Uh. Halloween, Halloween Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was mixing Halloween Cup and Ultra Ultra League because I built <laughs> I built the my a second Ultra League Greninja that had like the community day moves mm-hmm. and replaced uh Obstagoon okay. and my triple dark with um Greninja and Went up 70 or 80 points with that team. Um, I know, I, I think, Wild, yeah, I love Greninja in this meta, it's like super fun to use. I, I know Wildcats have been enjoying it as well. Uh, yeah, I've played Greninja since day one on in some form or fashion. I've had like 15 different teams I've played. <laughs> I feel like everyone's using it, it's crazy, but it, it, it's 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 broken, it is literally broken in this meta. 
Like, yeah. it's crazy. I don't know if you guys had played out the Azu matchup when you have shields against Azu. If you get a boost, you beat, you beat Azu. Like, even if you go straight Hydro Cannon, you get it to the red. Like, because mm-hmm. it's like, it just takes forever for them to get to a move. They have to either get to six or, or even a Hydro Pump. And a lot of Azus aren't running Play Ref. They're running Ice Beam and Hy- um, Hydro Pump. Hmm. Exactly. It's, it's just it's just really good even against like even like an Azu and I think Azu's the, the only worst. Oh, maybe even uh, Toxic Girl. A Hydro Cannon does like ninety percent. I have seen a couple wiggles. Like, but even against that, you still a Hydro Cannon does like, a lot. You bro, you barely get to a Hydro Cannon. <laughs> no, but I'm saying if you're like on energy lead, like you yeah, have, if you, have any, if you have energy heading into that, you're fine. But if if it's evens. You 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 barely get to one hydro. I'm happy to even get to a hydro with, with that glassy Pokemon. So I mean that's huge. Still, Did you know what the real MVP, MVP is? Italian muck. Who's that? Astro, Astro, who's the, Italian muck. Who's Italian muck? Italian muck. Oh, s- Swallet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thing Yo. is good. Swallet. It is so na- so neutral into almost everything. Yep. I have like three of them. <laughs> really? I have two. Do you not remember the Swallet incident? The oh, draft, yeah. like the draft two years ago. <laughs> do you? <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, that's funny. Um, so I just peeked at the Great League rankings, and Claude Sire's ranked eleven in in Open Great League. <sighs> Is that just because it's so bulky? Yes. Yes. I mean, I'm looking at these horrendous moves. <laughs> but that's the problem. The moves aren't bad because your poison sting, you're going to be getting them out pretty quick. I mean, you're getting to a sludge bomb in six and an earthquake in eight, seven. Like, that's fast. You will outpace a G Fisk to the second earthquake. Isn't, Let me say that again. You outpace a G Fisk to the second earthquake. That's crazy. Isn't but isn't Mudshot and Poison Sing? Do they don't they generate the same? I mean, they should. I see that they. It looks like they do. Do they? Yeah. I can't I remember mean, if they're clones or not. not I it. think they. I'm pretty sure they are clones. I mean, it doesn't do much damage, anyways. I mean, it. I'm looking here. It does the same damage per turn. Uh, energy per turn is two turn moves so yeah no they are they are clones okay so what would make like why would poison sting be the preferred move versus mud shot i think it depends i think it, it, it gives you a little bit better matchup against some of the flyers and other things in the meta that's okay. also true because at least you're hitting you're hitting neutral instead of resisted well then, couldn't you run Mudshot Stone Edge Sludge Bomb then? If you want to go for the, uh, you know, having coverage against flyers there, or like having something to hit against some of the flyers, um, and then wouldn't I? You could. Isn't run... Stone Edge a better move now because of the nerf to Earthquake? Well, it's less energy, right? And it I does, like I think, almost the same damage, no? 
I mean, it is less energy, but the thing is, like, let's just say if you were to run EQ or Sludge Bomb, you're saying Sludge Bomb in, in Stone Edge, right? Saying Mudshot, Sludge Bomb, Stone Edge. So there you would just get, like, okay, I can see what you're saying because the reason why I say that is only because GFS is not that popular, right? Mm hmm. At least I don't. It shouldn't be. If it is, it like, that's just be. insane. Yeah, I don't think I've seen. Oh, um, there is Glygars, so you hit Stone Edge. That's neutral. Mm-hmm. Now against Steel types is where like you have to like worry a little bit. But against I guess Registeel would probably be like your worst matchup. Mm-hmm. Alone but, Sandslash, you can throw Stone Edge. But you lose. No, you don't. You don't drop Sludge Bomb, or you don't drop Earthquake. You drop Sludge Bomb. And go double nuke. I don't know how I feel about double Ooh. nuke on the on the Pokemon like that. But wouldn't you need the sludge bomb to bait? You like the the then you lose as a as a poison type. You will lose against fairy types. Yeah. Mm. So again, it, it just depends on your team comp. But ideally, like I feel like I I see the moveset that they have here is fine. But again, you there's no wrong or uh, right answer i feel like it just depends what you're running like you can even argue that maybe like in a condensed meta you want to fucking run like megahorn for example mm-hmm. yeah right so for community day this weekend you absolutely need to get one evolved with megahorn and save it mm-hmm. because it will at some point for some limited meta megahorn is going to matter go ahead and i'll put my put my words down there yeah. I mean, I feel like this, like, I'm looking at the moves, I mean, outside of Water Pulse and Acid Spray, um, it's got, like, it's got flexibility to be used in whatever way you need it to be used in your team. Yeah. yeah well, if they would have just left it with Poison Jab, though, then you could actually run Acid Spray Poison Jab combo. Mm. And it would have even that would have been better than what we had. Like have a low muck. Yeah. Like that's the problem is is it wasn't that they just took Surf away. They took, they took Surf away and took away the better fast move in all reality. Hmm. For this Pokemon specifically. Not saying you know it's better that Poison Sting or Poison Jazz is better across the board. But with what's left of a move set, you needed Poison Jab. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, Great League is Great League. It, it, the last time it was here, it was so just random. I felt. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, there there, there is the Dia de Mortos event that'll be out when the show's out, and probably be over before you. It'll be to over the show. before you finish the show. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was saying. Bro, it's gonna be such a dead event. You know, so. <laughs> exactly. Pun intended. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's literally no, no, um, no, like news. I thought there was a lot more, but there wasn't. Yeah, n- news so. is like there, there, there's, you know, there was a regional. Our Nimbus Cup ended. How'd you oh, guys do? I think I went two, three. I think. I ended up 4-1, and the only one I lost, I was watching Kentucky play. Why would you play? Also having COVID. Because <laughs> it had to get done. 
I, I, I wasn't. I'm not going to hold yeah. up the round like someone. Who? Yeah, he's, you, all he's know, throwing, you, he's, you all know that if once it goes to the dispute thing, just give them the W. <laughs> <laughs> this is standard rule now. This is this standard is like... procedure, especially when I'm 0 and 3. He's like, I got nothing like, to lose give, now. <laughs> give them, give them the, the, the win there. Yeah, but, but Mr. Blob, Coach Blob, out here sweeping the whole damn thing. Sweet. With Nantine, Vigoroth, Chargebug, Quagsire, Shadow Dragonite, and Credilly. Wow. But, you know, I heard some people complain that this cup was a little RPS. Hmm. Really? Who said that? A couple people. I don't, I'm not going to name names, but a couple people. I thought it was. <laughs> I have no idea so, why I thought it was, but I thought it was. <laughs> so I, I, I took that as a challenge for this month. Oh, oh please tell oh, me God. that you made a meta that is literally rock, paper, scissor. No. <laughs> the opposite. Welcome to the neutral cup. Oh neutral cup. Allowed Pokemon are electric, fairy, ice, normal, and psychic. What, what, what do you see about those? There's, there's no super effectives against the others. Oh, by the way, just to handle the, the, the um, combo types, we went ahead and banned Megas, Ground Types, Rock Types, Steel Types. We've also banned Munchlax, Abomasnow, Arctabax, Zangoose, Baxcalibur, Frigibax. Oh, and by the way, because there, there are some normal types that learn moves like counter and double kick. We can't be having this is the neutral cup. Mm-hmm. So we're not having counter and double kick in this meta. God damn. Oh, but we're also not going to allow favorite move charm. Yeah, no, that's gone too. Better why? Wait, how? Huh? How am I supposed to run an all charm team if you take it away from me? There, there is no charm. There, there's no there, no charm allowed in this meta. So you're not allowed to you're allowed to use a low sand slash, but you're not allowed to use charm on it. Correct. You could even use Shadow Gramble if you would like. But you're not getting charm. So why would you use it? <laughs> I mean, Snarl, it gets it, you still get wrecked by yeah, but, the close combat or or whatever the other dark move is. You, you guys um, ready for this top ten? Did you know, yeah, did you send it out already? Yes, I did. Snarl on a, this is, on a oh. Yo, the number one though. Go ahead, Dino. Give, give the rankings for us. Alright, I'll go from ten to the ten to one. So at number ten, we have Beware. Love it already. Number nine, Milk Tank. Helios Lisk. Uh number eight, Greedent. Shadow Luxray. Lantern. Charge a bug. Regular Luxray. Shadow Aloha Ninetales. And number one, Raichu. Like regular Raichu? Yes. I want you to do me a favor and scroll down and look at number 15. Numero 15. What the fuck is that? <laughs> a f- this is beautiful. <laughs> a furret? Now, do, do this for me. Go go to advance no. and do the two shields. Two shields on both sides. <laughs> oh my god. Two shields on both oh. sides. And then I've we're seen gonna sim, so sim much that. fun here. I can use Oink alone again. At number what, Astro, in the two shield scenarios? 
Oh, I don't know. I it's mine still like generating, it took, but it it took forever to generate the list normal. I don't want to break. <laughs> Look, what I the- had a lot of overrides in this list because <laughs> of the moves banned. Number one in the two to two shields milk tank, but get this number six. It's it's what you you just built, Astro. The Oinkalon? Yeah. Yeah, and very, very specific. It has to be the female. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yes, the female. Remember. 13, though. 13. 13. Remember, 13 in the two shields. Nope. Not what is it? That. Nope. Tell me. Mm-mm. Shadow Apom. Bro, that thing has scratch. Hold on. Bro, I didn't even know that was a move. <laughs> There's no shot. <laughs> Shadow XL Apom. I think Lyle has one. I think Lyle has a Shadow Apom. I thought it was a Hundo. I mean, it would. It does need to be nearly a Hundo. Oh, what? Not the not the evolution. Not the 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 baby version. God, bro, dude. Twenty Apom is at number twenty. Twenty turns to get to a fucking Aoes. Get out of here. Mm. So tell have... me my meta's RPS again. I'm giving you the most neutral meta you've ever had. Bro, you're just giving challenges out. And, like... and here's the thing. There's no Ooh. one Pokemon that is good in all shield scenarios. Because if you go to no shield scenarios, I'm going to give you the top 10 in no shields. Raikou, Regi's Shadow, Hasuian Electrode, Lantern, Chargebug, Regice, Shadow Raikou, Shadow Mewtwo, <laughs> Victini, Shadow Electrovire. Mm. Shadow Electrovire sounds fun. That's in the no shield scenario. Palmot? Remember, remember how we said Palmot's useless? The it's electric ranked number 19. It's number 19 in the. The the no shield. Holy shit. Shadow Ursaring, 18. Astro, Chansey's in the top 20, baby. Good thing I have one almost built. Ooxie is in the top 20 in the no shields. Who? Ooxie. Ooxie. What the Lake that? Trio? One of the Lake Trio. Oh my god, dude. I haven't seen that thing in, in like a oh, battle this, in the longest this time. This looks like so much fun. So, it, it, I did something fun this month that I haven't done in the months past. I went ahead and created the channel with the name in the Discord and didn't say a word. Hmm. Someone noticed. So a couple people noticed and started asking, and they, they, I told them I had to wait till, today, or till Wednesday. Hmm. I like this Ambipom. Shadow Ambipom. Ew, no. But, like, you're like, oh, well, where where is the the common meta people? We took our wonderful move away from Medicham and in, in um, holy shit, wait, counter. He falls all the way down. Now this is assuming you're running Ice Punch Psychic, which is you know the standard move set. Nope. Um, I should probably ban Dynamic Punch while we're at it. Yeah, that's fucked up. I was literally going to be like, yo, I'm about to clap some people and this guy's going to take out yep. Dynamic Punch. Yep, Dynamic Punch is banned. I'm just, adding, just I'm adding it to the list now. He just ruins everything. Gosh. Let me see how many Pokemon that actually affects. Ew. It's one. It affects Maddie. 
Yes, I targeted Medi. I went after my one of my favorite Pokemon. I'm I'm assuming you're being sarcastic there. Oh my gosh. I like Medi. Alone eradicate. Ew. Gonna be using that. I think I've got there's fairly decent halfway built ferret. (laughs) This is the definition of like going above and beyond to make sure you don't get screwed by something. I'm not going to say anything because I'm going to use this Pokemon before he bans that too. No, no, so. no. Go ahead. Cause, cause nope. The point is about neutral. Neutrality. Come on now. Let me keep it neutral. Well, I mean, you still have one Pokemon that has uh, a fighting attack move that's also fighting. What? Beware. That's superpower, though. And the reason I left him left superpower with beware was because the Shadow Claws, the things that you're trying to hit super effectively with superpower, typically are going to resist your Shadow Claws. Oh, I'm okay with that. Like, I, I actually like that with the last one that we actually played. But hey, please keep it. That oh, that, yeah. I, that I'm actually, I actually kept on purpose. Woohoo! But Dynamic Punch is definitely banned. Yeah, because I, I was going to say psych, Psycho Cut with Dynamic Punch was the way. That's rank go. what? I can't. It's a little blurry. Rank two? Eight. eight? Eight, great, oh, eight, great league ferret. I mean, let's Bird see, let's see. Does have brick break, I guess. So. Oh, I'm only at rank ten. So there is that. Uh, but but don't tell me my metas are RPS again. He'll go out and do something like this. Oh, do Good it! Job. Every meta, tell him. Uh, no, no, don't do that. Speaking of things that weren't RPS, Dino, did you watch any of Toronto? Of course I did. I watched Because uh, I didn't see a ton of RPS this time. I'm so glad. Like, But there was definitely an increase in a certain Pokemon. Uh, let's go over day one, though. Day one meta. I was, <laughs> I was like, what the hell's going on? So it was the top 12 Pokemon. So... Number, we'll go from 12 to 1. You have Venusaur at 17%. Mandibuzz at 18%. Swampert at 19 Carbink at a freaking whopping 21%. 21%. I didn't expect that at all. Umbreon, 26 Frostless, 28%. Gligar, 33 uh, Alone Sandslash, what? No, keep... Oh, I'm like you're telling me uh, you no, had a little finger. I was, I, I have, I'm gonna want to say something. <laughs> uh, alone sand slash 35 percent. Licky, uh, Licky tongue 40 percent. Uh, superior 45 percent. Lantern, of course, 58 and a whopping 83 percent for Medicham in day one. Is that the highest day one usage? I think so. so I see some people like were like um putting that up. I think it is. If I'm not mistaken, I mean I can double check to see other other ones that we had, um, but I'm pretty sure that is one of the, like the highest ones that we've had. So twenty one percent carving. Yes. So we talked about. I think me and Wildcat talked about this with King O. Sure. Because we we asked about the carving thing and what he thought and. I'm pretty sure it was him that said, I just don't think people have figured out how to use it. And literally what, like two regionals later. Well, 
I think a lot of it was because people saw what happened in Lily with it and mm-hmm. ma- started trying to adapt it. You're also seeing the popularity of Frostlass go through the freaking roof. And honestly, what's the best thing to, other than Umbreon, what's the best thing to counter Frostlass? Irving. And honestly, when you stop and think about it, what's the best thing to, co- to counter Umbreon and Frostlass together? Yeah, a rock fairy. I mean, it, it makes sense. I also think more people are getting access to it because they're attending more regionals where you can easily get the XL candies for it. Because mm-hmm. they spawn, right? Because they spawn very um, regularly from what I'm hearing. I mean, I don't know if you guys noticed, the, uh, there's a certain Pokemon, maybe there's more, but the one that stands out that has dropped completely from top 12 in both day one and two. I don't know if you guys noticed one in particular Pokemon. Talk about the Reggie? Well, that the too. But there's No, no. There was one fiery Pokemon that is gone completely. I actually don't remember. Charizard. Oh, well, it is, isn't it? Yeah, Charizard is no longer. I think it's probably maybe from the last one too. Or maybe this is the first one. I have to double check. But... It's crazy because as soon as Carbink becomes like twenty one percent, like Charizard is like gone. I think after Lily, like um, yeah, it that just, actually makes a lot of sense. Which is ironic because I think in day two there was one Charizard. Um, yeah, and one Jacola, Jacoloco, Jacoloco, yeah. And but, but you know what wasn't a hundred percent day two, Dino? And this in particular because of one trainer, right? Yep, only one trainer didn't have it. But guess what, Astro? It happened. What? Medi wasn't a hundred percent usage in day two. Wow! Did you? Oh, there was one person who didn't do it. One person without a Medi. Love it. That person didn't have a counter user. Can we get that person on the show? <laughs> you actually met. Well, you didn't meet them, but he wasn't at a tournament for uh, in GoFest that we did a tournament on Friday. Yeah, I, oh, okay. I met him. Oh, I'm talking about really Astro. Well. Yeah, well, against yeah, he did really well here. I actually played him in in the in New York too, so that was very fun. Our friend Magmar Man went just Buku Spice and got third. <laughs> Wait, before we say his team, I'm gonna go over the day two top twelve because okay. First of all, like already there, I'm like, what the fuck is this thing doing here? So. In day two, uh, top top twelve Pokemon. Uh, the first one, the first one at thirteen percent. All right, Ashra, you're gonna hear this correctly, okay? Okay. Emolga. Wait, what? Better yet, Magmar Man had five out of his six Pokemon were unique from everyone else. So that's number thirteen in day two. 13% Clefable. Okay. Next one, okay. Umbreon 25, Gligar mm-hmm. 25, Florasla's 25, as well as Carbink. Uh, Swampert 38, uh, Superior 38, Lantern 38, Mandibus 63%, uh, Shadow uh, uh, Alone Sand slash 63%, and like uh, Wildcat, I already mentioned, uh, the first time in a while. Uh, Medicham at 88%, not 100%. Now, Wildcat, do you want to say his team? Yeah. I, I, so, I'm going to go <laughs> least spicy to most spicy. 
Okay. Shadow Swampert. Sure. Reggie Steel. 100%. That's the end of No Spice. That's the end of the No Spice there. Next least spicy thing. Toss up between either Shadow K9 yep. or Mantine. Correct. Emolga. Lorantis. Hmm. <laughs> Made it to day That was your though. third place battler. And literally, it took three games twice, or it took five games to knock him out twice. He went 2-3, two, 2-3 three, two, three to go out of the tournament. If, in the winner's finals and loser's finals. If he didn't bait, he would have gone to the grand finals. Yes. Huh. Because he baited, he ended up... That was his... Well, it's a 50-50, right? So the guy just made a great call. Right. But he, this spicy Pokemon uh, team, sorry, would have made grand finals. Probably would have been the spiciest team to date. I mean, the matter of fact, he still got their place, but like, like, Lorantis, Mantine, Emolga, uh, Registeel, Shadow Kane, and Shadow uh, Swampert, that's insane. And technically, he was, it was technically six unique Pokemon because no, all the other Swamperts in the final or the top eight were non Shadow. So his team was technically fully unique. Yeah. And, Correct me if I'm wrong, or maybe it was somebody else, but was he or somebody else running... Uh, I think it was him that was running uh, Sludge Wave on this. Somebody was running Sludge Wave. I don't remember. Wave. Oh, somebody that's... was r- running that. Um, but holy crap. Like, a, a Acrobatics does so much damage to a Medicham mm-hmm. from a Emoga. Like, it's insane. Um, but can we talk about... Uh, SS Thorn. Also kind of spicy. Like, okay, I mean, again, it's not as spicy, but he had uh, Swamper Regular, Medicham, Shadow Alone Sandslash, Mandy Buzz, Shadow Dragonair, and Clefable. Clefable. That Shadow Dragonair just destroyed poor Magmar Man. That that was hard to watch. The, like, that the, it was the core with the Clefable and the yeah. Shadow Dragonair, which just wrecked them. It was unfortunate because he played so well, but it, that Shadow Dragonair, the Dragon Breath pressure, is just obscene. Yeah. Um. But uh, what was it JJN? Yeah, JJN, JJN the winner. He actually used a team, if I heard correctly, was the same team that Elite used, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so he won, he beat SS Thorn, uh, in the grand finals. I think that did, did it reset or no, no, it didn't reset. They didn't reset it. It went three, two though. It yeah, it was, it was, games. it went to two, two and then it was the last game. Yeah. Um, JJ Jan 11, uh, had superior Umbreon, Gligar, Frostlass, Medicham, um, and Lantern. I think it was Spark, uh, Lantern as well. So congratulations to JJ Jan. Um, crazy it was a crazy run i think it was like definitely a really fun uh regional so far um i mean it sounds fun yeah no there was the most fun regional i've i've heard only one of the top eight was a previous world's competitor yeah rise was the only previous world's competitor to make top eight and had a battle and a half on his hands to make it by our own friend dax 
Dax was this close. Yeah. To making top eight and making it to where no world's competitors were in the top eight. Yeah, it was it was a great battle. Uh, very unfortunate on that, but um, yeah, I mean, it's still great overall. Like great battles over the weekend. So it was also the largest North American this season. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I yeah. didn't know that. Uh, I think it was. Let me double check. Hundred and something. I definitely know there was a lot of people that came from Europe as well to mm-hmm. this. Like you had inadequance and players like him that yeah, was like, 112 wait, players was is was so far largest for north america mm-hmm. cool so um patino you, you know something i've been missing buddy my song i missed the tip Ew. <laughs> oh that sounded so bad let's please cut that out <laughs> wait wait no <laughs> let me see maybe i have it wait I you don't you actually do. have it I can't do it then. I'm sorry. Wait, hold on. Yes, you know. I'm not doing it if I don't have my song. God, it's been too long. You're on. It's been too long. I'm like, how do I do this anymore? <laughs> <laughs> so tip of the week, right? It's God, how I don't even know how long it's been, but <clears throat> I'm kind of gonna like do like, you know, uh, do something like that. I've always been telling. Actually, we talked about this actually a little bit earlier on. Uh, it's kind of like managing like your your resource and how to prepare for anything. Uh, down the road if any changes like i know that we always like praise and like we always say uh you know it's always one move away so i'll use a couple pokemon for example like uh what is that electric type that was like the that we has a great stat product the belly belly what is belly it? bolt belly bolt yeah so belly bolt and clock sire for example Ho- not horrible they have pretty bad move sets so those pokemon you want to, like for new pokemon that are being released if they have great uh, stat product and they're just like a move away, you definitely want to go hard and get a great IV, uh, PVP IV for it to maximize it down the road for when everything is changed. Like we've had Pelipper, we've had Lantern, we have all these Pokemons that were just changed with one move down, like, you know, later on. And they're all PVP relevant. You don't want to miss out in doing that because I know a lot of people have been like, oh, I didn't, you know, do it because it wasn't relevant. Um, so you want to try to always maximize uh, you know, by mega evolving whenever it's a community day for, you know, uh, the Cloud Sire, for example, uh, and get enough candies for down, lo- down the road if you want to build multiple of them. And also uh, this way, like you're just prepared for whenever it does uh, do well, even if it is a niche cup as well. But uh, just mainly, mainly always just try to get and maximize uh, your the pvp ivs for that pokemon especially with new uh release pokemons because you just never know when it's gonna just be changed one day uh to become pvp relevant for all we know next year clock sire is gonna be like the medicham counter and is gonna have surf so you just want to always be prepared always try to maximize on every new pokemon that comes out even if it's not good at the moment you never know uh, or you know, for Halloween Cup, a lot of people didn't use Pelosan, but all of a sudden now people are using it just for this cup. So you always want to make sure that you ha- you catch everything to try to maximize, uh, you know, being able to have a PvP uh, Pokemon down the road. 
So that's that's how I'm gonna start with this week. So there is there's more regional talk, um, but before we get into like the TCG and VGC stuff, um, I think this is probably a good time to just kind of switch over and, and go to our interview with Zoe from earlier. So we're here with Zoe Two Dots. How are you today? Doing good. G'day, champions. Uh, doing pretty good. The sun's out, sort of, you know, lovely day. Good day for yeah, it. The moon's out. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's dark out here. (laughs) I I put on long shirts, long sleeves now. It it got cold all of a sudden. I know, we're getting the arms out. We're ready for summer part one to take over, which would be nice. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, Uh, it's summer pretty much all the time in Florida. Yeah, in Florida, it's just always hot. (laughs) Oh, true. I haven't been to Florida yet, but I hear that it's very comparable to the Aussie weather, plus humidity. Um, Go in the winter, U.S., Don't, yeah. don't go in the summer. Don't go in the yeah. summer. You'll hate it. You'll hate it. You'll hate it. But I hate being cold. I hate being yeah, cold. Yeah, me too. That's why we're here. Well, our cold, yeah, our cold is maybe like 60s. And if it gets maybe. that cold, it'll be for like the day and then it'll okay. stop. Yep. Okay. <laughs> they, they just said there, there's a potential for snow for trick or treat tomorrow night. What? Here? Yeah. That's, That's fun. Be rough. Be wild. Yeah, my and my kid still wants to go. <laughs> Help me. Oh no! Oh, no. It's oh be god! Cold. Good luck with that. Uh, yep. How's it going, Zoe? We've been trying to schedule this for a while, but I know she's been it's busy. Almost like, you know, we're, everyone in the world's busy or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's been bouncing all over the place. No, it's been good. It's been like uh, again another hectic year. A lot of travel. Um, a lot of fun events. A lot of cool people. Um, but just like finally back home where it's like, ah, all right, now I've got to sort out everything here as well. (laughs) Like just trying to get on top of stuff around the house, but it's, um, it's been a great year, but kind of looking forward to like a little bit of downtime to just get our house organized, you know, like you can't really see it in the, the camera here, but finally drilled in some shelving, you know, setting up the background and all that jazz, um, you know, actually have a work desk as opposed to just like, Sad little thing slapped in the corner that's just been like sitting there for a year and a bit that's just impossible to to use as a proper workspace so yeah just trying to get get little bits and pieces done so appreciate you no problem at all um so there's a few people in the community uh who may not know you since like we're like pvp focused mm-hmm. uh how would you describe zoe two dots uh oh i guess for myself as an individual, very easygoing, very chill, you know, um, good sense of humor and all that jazz in terms of content stuff, a little bit of everything, um, used to cover more PVP back in the day, but honestly uh-huh. haven't done a lot in a while, except for like, um, where I can like going to, um, you know, regionals and things like that to support like our local players, especially the Aussies. Um, mm-hmm. I know there's sometimes, or even like the first, you know, PVP thing in Australia for Pokemon Go. And I was like, oh, you've got like 10 spots to register. And it's like, ah, no, <laughs> that's not going to be enough. Like, so, you know, kind of rallying behind the the locals to get 
more support for them and, and things like that. But I guess myself not doing as much battling on, you know, on the channel and things like that. I, I yeah. remember you streamed some sets early, early days of the um, pandemic. I, I remember seeing some yeah. sets getting out there for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think as well, like uh, when, like when PVP first dropped and then especially yeah, pandemic stuff when it was just, you know, from home and you didn't have the walking requirements and things like that anymore. Um, definitely was doing a lot more, a lot more battling. I mean, last, last season I got to ACE, um, and I got like I think five points off the next step, and then just absolutely tanked, which was brutal. But then you know all of the travel stuff came up, and I just didn't get a chance to finish the season. Um, and then just this season I've been filthy <laughs> casual, so I don't oh, even yeah, think I've gotten true. to rank ten yet. I haven't even done any battles. So, so what you're saying is you're better than our own Astro? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <Let's see. laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. So so I I I followed your career a lot, but. You know, once again, for our listeners, just a little bit of a very intro. What got you started with Pokemon in general? Like, what was your first generation? What was your favorite generation? Kind of, mm. what was your Pokemon journey? Um, I guess I think I was like the uh, almost the prime demographic when Pokemon came out. Like, I was probably prime, like anime cartoon age. So I was like five, I think three, four or five when Pokemon first came out as like a TV show. Um, I say like almost prime demographic because like when I hear from people a few years older than me and they actually understood the mechanics of the games. And I was like, oh, I was just like taking whatever, honestly, like taking whichever Pokemon all the way to the Elite Four and, you know, not really <laughs> understanding, you know, oh, that that move wasn't super effective. And I'm like, well, I killed it in one shot. So surely it was super effective. Like, what are you on about? <laughs> um, so first game was yellow um, and then went back and played red. Um, and then... Oh, favorite, favorite generation is probably, I mean, hmm. in terms of the games, like I think Soul Silver, like Gold and Soul Silver, like those really were for me. Like I love the story. I love that your little Pokemon could follow you around. You know, you got to go back to Kanto as almost like DLC before DLC was a thing. Like he's like, hey, go back to Gen 1 and play through that again. Um, and then I guess like, growing up played actually the only game that I didn't play at the time was like gen 3 I never played gen 3 I know for a lot of people gen 3 is like their big one um have gone back and played it since but I think I played pretty much everything and then dropped off for a while and after black and white then started playing again in like in uni when x and y came out like was studying graphic design at university and a few other people like you guys are guys gonna get the new pokemon game and it's like yeah, we all yeah. So we're just like sitting in lectures, like playing, <laughs> playing X nice. and Y and stuff. So that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I guess I, Pokemon's always kind of been there in some way um, for a lot of a lot of my life. For like yeah, watching the show growing up or playing the games. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm glad that it's you know had this big resurgence of players and interest and like I guess people in our age demographic where it's like people are able to have kids and you know getting their kids into Pokemon and it's like kind of continuing you know mm -hmm. continuing and on. now we now we have the funds to actually like do the things we want to do with yeah. Pokemon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes we got that grown-up money <laughs> yep yeah exactly uh, so we have, we have this segment on the show that I kind of created uh, because I have a tendency of doing 
all the really time. dumb shit <laughs> with the game. <laughs> um, I will delete things that I'm not supposed to delete, or yep. I'll evolve the wrong Pokemon or something like that. We call it the moments of astrocity. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to pick one moment in your Pokemon Go career to put into that that segment, Ooh. what would it be? To like to submit it as a, a, a dumb thing that yeah. I did. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I think it gets brought up every now and then is like, there's a, there's a clip of me on one of the, um, like go battle streams, um, and just having a chat with some of the boys and they're like, yeah, cool, cool. cool. So we're going to like power this thing up and it's the dust noir. Dusk, 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 what's the middle one? Oh, dusk, um, basically I was supposed to power up dusk uh, and I involved it instead. It was like a rank one, um, and it was like, yeah, cool. So I'm going to change the move and power it up. And I've just like hit evolve and I'm like absentmindedly. And like the chat's just like, no, what are you doing? Like, so as a goof, like that would probably be up there. And it's like, well, I can't take that back. So that's that's for forever. But I mean, in um, terms of like intentionally doing stuff silly, I mean, all the time. I um, yeah. I I like having, you know, maxed out babies. Like I'm trying to get all the egg only Pokemon as a hundo and then max them out. So I've got like maxed out Togepi. It's like, what are you going to do with that? Or like regionals and then hundo regionals and maxing those out. What are you going to do with that? Like, I don't know. It's just cute. Like might as well. <laughs> I probably what lost so I... much Stardust to like the most obscure. I've got like a level 50 Magby because when level 50 came out, Australia had it early to test it. It was the only thing that I had enough candies for to like progress that level. And now it's like I'll just sometimes bring it in PvP because it's actually not not the worst, surprisingly. It, it's um, not, you know what else is not bad? Yeah. Mantike. If you've got yes. a Hundo Mantike, yeah. it's actually really good in Great League. I need to – I still don't think I have one. I would. Uh, that's something I would absolutely do. Like I would power one up and bring it to Great League a thousand percent. Yeah. Oh, that's – yeah. We, mm. we Dino and I coached one of our Discord members and he was running Mantike and – Actually, I think he went all positive the entire day. Daniel was like, let's not do this. And he's like, no, no, trust me. Trust me. It's going to work. Trust me. Believe the process. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you mentioned, you know, you've been busy traveling the world. You've you've been here and there and what well, feels like everywhere over the last, I guess, good Lord, is it almost nine years, seven years now? Something like that? For, Se- for seven, I think. Yeah, yeah, seven. I was like, nine, so- geez. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you had to pick where your favorite trip you've had to take for go specifically Ooh. for go, where, where would you, you know, if I could only go back to one place, where would it be? Just for the in game or for like the event and everything overall? Well, I think it has to be both. I think er- mm. everything has to be encompassing when you're choosing okay. a place. Oh, that's so hard. Oh, I mean like the, feel like one of the obvious answers is like japan because it is just such a cool place to play there's so many pokey stops like it's it's ridiculous um but i don't know it's like i always have a lot of fun there and there's always like you know a lot of pokemon stuff to do alongside you know just go being broken like it's busted um hmm but honestly God, that's such a hard question because there's like so many cool places. I feel like if I can give like a top few, um, Japan, definitely. Just because, again, in-game, ridiculous. Like you can be in, you know, 10 minutes out of the city and it's still going to be ridiculous for raids, you know, battles, spins, spawns, whatever else. Um, I think Taiwan as well, like that was one that I didn't know what to expect, like visiting because it's just like I have no idea what 
you know, even the the tourist hotspots are or what to see or what to do in Taiwan. Um, but like food was great. People were great. The event was great. Like, I guess the event started for the safari um, as like the location was probably the worst possible place they could have made the location. It was like this open field with zero shade and just like the sun beaming down on everyone. Wow. Um, Worse than Las Vegas? Yes. I would wow. say so because there's no trees, like zero trees. <laughs> it was just an empty field. Um, and they like one bridge that went over. So everyone's like trying to hide under the bridge in the shade. So I think just because it was direct heat, like Vegas was hard because of the dust, I think as well. Like that was making it hard to exist. Um, but I think that was one of the really early events that had like the servers getting overwhelmed. So on the Saturday, like an hour in, they were like, we can't sustain this many people in this small space. Everyone go off into the city, like it's citywide spawns. And like having, I think that was like the first, I guess, kind of by accident, but the first ever city safari in a way, um, because it was kind of like, uh, go and play in the city, I guess. Um, so being able to like explore a really easy to navigate city, eat great food, catch cool stuff. Like, um, that was definitely a really good trip for sure. Um, yeah. So that's definitely up there. I mean, I guess kind of to go, um, hand in hand with that i mean i don't know if you're gonna be able to pick either but what would be like your favorite and least favorite videos that you have done Ooh. um favorite is probably um i used to do like a halloween series actually um it's nice. so like every i think it was the first the first year that spirit was it spirit came out one of the anyway, one of the early like Halloween events. Um, I was filming in Melbourne and I just had this like I had been doing certain little green screen things, like taking Pokemon into AR, putting a little piece of green paper behind them, and like you know green screening them into my videos so it looked like they were more actually you know in the setting with me as That's opposed awesome. to just the gameplay. Um, I was walking around Melbourne for like this ghost event and I was like, wait a second, I could have like ghosts creep you know follow me throughout the city and like if i edit this right i can like you know have some really cool you know um integrating you know the the ghosts like hiding behind a building or you know clipping them and um i guess uh well yes i guess green screening them into like so they look like they're behind bars of like the the old jail cell sort of things mm -hmm. um so that kind of started like a yearly series of um like little ghost hunt style videos um, I didn't do one this year. Um, just sadly, they're kind of the ones that don't get a lot of views because it's not like, hey, shiny clickbait and here's this cool thing that I got. And it's like um, the one I did in 2021, I think it was, was my favorite that I made because it was just kind of like, it, it, it kind of like, I won't give spoilers, but it kind of just like turns into a bit of a, a creepy little indie horror movie style of thing. Was, was that the um, one you were dressed as Rocket? during was 2020 was that 2021 no it was um it would have been i guess i was wearing like the pink little pink nighty okay yeah yeah um like going on a camping kind of thing um so i won't spoil it if someone wants to watch it but those are a lot of fun to make but they just typically don't tend to perform as well because people kind of want to see like oh what's the event or what's the shiny or whatever else um so I'd love to do more of those in the future, but at the moment it's kind of like, mm, I need to think of it in a way where it's like hopefully does well as well because I would like people to, to see it when that much effort goes into them. Um, and worst video, um, 
as oh I don't really know I mean I feel like some of the early days videos when I go back and have a quick look at like <laughs> early com day videos and I'm like oh my god shut up just go play the game I'm like talking about like what's what the bonus is gonna be and blah 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 for like 10 minutes and I'm like holy crap like are people watching this like oh my goodness where it's just kind of like do that while you're while you're playing so like I think obviously a lot of the earlier videos before I knew kind of what I was doing um it's, I mean, they're, it's they're not so bad relatable. but they're just rough like it's just like yeah so relatable the first time I, I was ever on this podcast I recorded on this headset here oh oh yeah. my goodness it, it sounded like I was talking into a tin can yeah I agree with you the Halloween videos I was actually sad this year when they didn't come in I was like waiting oh, I'm like I'm sorry. Oh, come on come on because they, they're really high production color but I could imagine the amount of time you have to put into one of yeah. those versus the you know let's be frank honest, it's a business the money yeah. you're making off of them yeah yeah and if it's, you have one bad youtube video then you don't get recommended the next video and it yeah. just yeah. kind of snowballs unfortunately it is and it's it's unfortunate because like even the i think the 2021 video i even like i did i broke my sacred rule of like i don't do clickbait like i, I don't like lying in a thumbnail so i don't um and I was just like, yeah, shiny, hunt Pikachu, blah, 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 blah. And even that it didn't, you know, didn't <laughs> help at all. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's clearly people are clicking on not getting that immediate gratification and, you know, bouncing. But like the people that watched it and enjoyed it, enjoy it, which is great. Um, I think I just have to have that mindset of like at the same time, like, okay, maybe they're not going to do as well as a general video, but I probably should just still make them because they're fun to make and because I get enjoyment out of making them. It's like where's that line between it has to be, you know, thinking of it as the business side of things versus like I should just also make something that's fun, like whatever. Like maybe it's going to do a third as well as something else, but, you know, I shouldn't n stop making them just because of the numbers, I guess. Like um, I've been trying to like, I guess, I guess get my mind around that a bit more as well. Well, that, that leads into a great question. I mean, Getting into content creation is really difficult a mindset for a lot of people. Um, you've built a one of the biggest Pokemon Go channels in the world, probably top two, mm. if not top three, if not oh, the biggest Pokemon. already. I don't know. I, I, no, the numbers no, no, change no, no. constantly. No, yes, no. it is. Yes, it is. No. Um, what's some advice you would give to people that want to get into content creation, regardless of what part of the game they want to get into it for? Ah. Uh. Honestly, it's hard because Pokemon Go is incredibly saturated for content. So I would say it's definitely hard to, like, break through. Um, honestly and realistically, like, I'd say a big thing is, um, like, obviously start, just start making stuff is the big thing. Like, don't, don't do the whole, oh, I'll do it when I have a better camera. Oh, when I have a better this. Oh, I'm saving up for a better this. And it's like that could be weeks and months away before you can afford that you know in what your mind what you think is oh, i need these things to make a good video as opposed to like just get started now because the reality is like all of us you're going to get five views after putting in eight hours work and you're gonna be like oh my god what like hello but at least you're getting the experience in filming it editing it getting a smoother process like getting your name out there getting like the start of your audience um you know as opposed to delaying um and then just setting all that back even further but i think a big thing as well would be um like collaborations and stuff early 
Um, I think a good thing about this community is like 99% of us are all really chill, nice humans. Um, if you are a smaller creator and you have a cool idea, like jump in the DMs of like, hey, I'm doing a video about um, the everyone's favorite, all these creators' favorite Pokemon. So I'm going to, you know, jump into the DMs of Mystic, of Zoe, of Nick, whatever, and say, hey, doing this quick video, can you send me a 60-second clip of X, Y, and Z? Like be really clear about what you want to do in the collab or like, hey, can we do a, a PvP battle? And it's like I'm going to challenge Nick to a, a PvP video or whatever it might be. But just being like, hey, here's the info. Here's what I want to do as opposed to like, oh, hi, do you want to do a collab? And it's like sure like what do you what do you want to do like i guess if you have like an idea to do something and you want to make something cool like just you know put it out there lay it all out and um you know sometimes things won't happen schedules won't line up whatever it is but you know it doesn't hurt to ask and even you know if you're streaming on twitch find other people in the same you know, that are doing the similar thing, stream together, raid each other, things like that, because that's going to help a lot for, you know, you're passing your communities back and forth with one another. You know, maybe they start streaming when you wrap up stream sort of thing. So um, don't be afraid to like, you know, genuinely make new friends slash ask to collab slash, you know, those sorts of things. That's like, I think it's a massive thing at the start. Um, even for myself, like, having been that you know putting in hours and hours of work you upload and it's like oh 20 views and you're like what <laughs> what <laughs> like uh, oh okay like you know you're not going to get snagged in the algorithm immediately sort of thing um and my first collab with nick as like the international decks series like that genuinely was like a little defibrillator for my channel it was like here's a thousand humans and i was like oh my jesus okay uh, what do you guys want <laughs> do I need to feed you like do you need do you need water like and they're just like just keep doing what you're doing we're just here to watch it's like okay cool um but that 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 little injection i mean like at the time massive but like you know in hindsight it's a little boop. but that injection of humans like really helps then oh my computer just oh there we go really helps like um i guess push your videos a bit further and helps you get out there sort of thing so yeah don't be afraid to do it oh. but i guess i guess also don't get if, if it's something that you really, really, really want to do, um, you're probably going to have to have a point of difference in some way just because it is so yeah. saturated. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my question kind of comes from um, more kind of like a, a personal like thing. Um, I My daughter just turned three. Um, she's <laughs> the first girl out of four out of five kids total oh wow <laughs> um and we're very like me and my wife are very like giving her like stronger female you know models to mm. you know we named her aria leia aria from game of thrones nice and leia from princess leia like yeah two like strong um <laughs> yes female strong female role yeah. models yeah um you are one of if not the most prominent female mm. Go creator, what is that like? And it obviously comes with some toxicity. Yeah, I I think um I think overall, like 
I think we're incredibly lucky that the Go community is the way that it is because, and I've tried to think on this for a lot of things, where it's like I've been incredibly lucky to have minimal toxicity, especially in spaces where it's like being a female online or streaming and gaming, like literal nightmares for how much toxicity. Like if I, back in the day, like get on Battlefield and even if I'm playing with my partner, Alan, and it's like if someone hears my voice, in the mic it's like oh is it a girl and it's like immediately toxic for whatever reason it's like right. comparing that to go i think we're super super lucky where the majority of people are just chill normal <laughs> humans and I, I think the reason is because especially early days you had to be face to face for go and so you couldn't really be an asshole like to someone's <laughs> face and get away with it at least like yeah. if you're going to be like a jerk i think most communities have like a story of like, oh my God, that one dude that was so annoying, that one person that was like such a pest and they slowly just get, you know, iced out of the community in a way. It's like no one wants to go and raid with them if they're asking for raids. No one wants to go do trades because they're not a nice person. I think as a symptom of that in a way, like we are super lucky that the majority of the community is lovely, chill, wholesome individuals, which is great. Um, I think additionally, like it took me a while to get over the whole like reading a negative comment and it not just destroying your day because it could Uh be something that's just like not even sexist, but it's just like a crappy comment and you're like, oh, why did I have to read that? You know, why did you have to say that? Um, And it took me a while to like get in the headspace of I guess a few things where it's like, first of all, if I let this bother me, I'm, I'm giving their opinions I'm allowing their opinions to have a weight and a power and that power is making me feel like crap. And I don't want to give someone that I don't, you know, respect their opinion, any form of like currency, any form of power. So I kind of like framing it of like, well, if I'm going to let it bother me, it means I have to respect them and I don't because they have such a garbage view of the world. So, you know, reading it and being like, whoa, that's trash. Wow. What a, what an unfortunate human and trying to frame it that way, as opposed to, why would you say that about me? Why would you say such a thing to someone else where it's like, you know, they probably don't have hobbies or somewhere else to be spending their time or people that are, you know, especially if someone's like trolling and really negative, it's like, what are you doing with your day? Like, what are you, what is going on in your life that this is what you do as your side activity is to like go into streamers and be toxic, be homophobic, be sexist. And it's like, damn, like you don't have anyone you can't just go for a walk with your mate or like go to the gym with a friend or go to the movies or play video games or whatever it is like so in that way it's kind of like I think mentally framing it as like that's sad as opposed to that makes me sad yeah that kind of helped me compartmentalize it and kind of like put it over there of like oh that's unfortunate um I think I don't know if it's part of the the Aussie mentality as well. Like I think Aussies are very, um, like as a, as a culture, like we're very down to make fun of each other and make fun of ourselves. Mm. So if everyone's having a good time and, you know, making jokes and ha ha ha, it's kind of like, if you can take it, you can dish it out sort of thing, like happy days. Um, so I think that sort of as well makes it a lot easier for me to kind of like roll with, if someone's just being negative, it's like, oh, you just say something silly back and you play it off um, and don't really let it affect you too much, even though I, it definitely like early days it would affect me far more. 
Um, I think I'm set at that point where I'm like, I am at a point in my life and at an age where it's like, I don't have time to let other people's negativity, like waste my time. <laughs> like We're right. all, all humans on this big spinny orb and mm-hmm. we're all just trying to, you know, have a good time. I'm sure most of us are, have a good time, uh, you know, make the most of it. Um, and the more time that I let someone else, you know, get in my headspace and, you know, make that time negative, it's just like, ah, oh, I don't like that. So I try not to give it the the space that they want and the attention that they want. Um, but again, I'm, that's like less than 1%, thankfully. Um, I think because like, I guess, especially for live streams and things like that, um, you see less of the banter back and forth in the comments of videos or things like that, but definitely in live Mm. streams where, you know, if someone comes in and they're being horrific and I can call it out in a funny way, you know, double down on like, oh, what a, what a goose that person was. And then, you know, reinforce to the community that behavior is not tolerated here. You know, you are supported here for who you are and for being different or for being whoever you are. And we're not going to tolerate the crappy behavior. I think it empowers viewers as well to call it out when they see it and be like, mate, like pull your head in. That's not okay. Um, which I think in turn then makes it so that, again, I'm very, very lucky that my community is so chill and positive. They almost like self-police of like, mm, that kind of attitude's not really going to be get you much ground here. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very lucky that the majority are wonderful, like insanely lovely humans. Like I've met so many cool people at these events and things where it's just like, how did we, how did we get so lucky to have so many lovely people? Um, yeah. So I think that's refreshing. And I think for your daughter as well, like to know that hopefully for your local communities as well, you have these mm-hmm. people that where the majority are lovely, chill, you know, we'll look out for you. We'll, you know, um, be kind human beings like that's a i think it's a really good community to be in for sure awesome so really uh you mentioned your you know live streams like people Mm -hmm. coming in you know i've seen just even in some of our streams sometimes we'll get people that will just come in just to like troll Mm. um uh the difference between our stream and your stream is uh we are explicit like yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have, I have a terrible mouth. <laughs> Dino has a terrible mouth. Wildcat is a nice country Southern boy who occasionally will curse. He has his but, moments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> occasionally. <laughs> but because I guess um, your affiliation with everything, mm. like you have to be cleaner. I don't really have to. I The way that I typically do it, and I guess it's because I don't stream as much variety anymore, but the way that I typically like disclaimer on my channel or if I'm doing a different sort of game, I will typically like my language will be whatever the rating of the game is. So if it's a PG game and it's a G rated game and it's, you know, Pokemon and the expectation is that, you know, probably most parents would assume they can leave their kid in front of a Pokemon TV show, like anime, and they're not going to be like, Ash is going to be like, oh, if and Pikachu, like, go use, you know, I, so I try to like, I think definitely some of my earlier videos, the swearing, um, that Christmas Mewtwo really, really didn't want to stay in the ball. <laughs> um, but like, I kind of had that mentality of like, well, you know, I, 
for me playing Pokemon, it's like if I'm swear, I can cut out if there's a swear or whatever. And that way these G-rated games are accessible for everyone. If I'm playing like Phasmophobia or something and there's like a, a some spooky ghost up my butt, like it, I, the language will, you know, if it's an M-rated <laughs> game, I will swear. And I kind of like I try to disclaimer that if I'm playing something different as well. It's like, hey, if you're normally watching the channel, uh this is not for the little ones. Like, you know, if they're in the room as well and you're watching along, like as a heads up. Um, but yeah, I, I think thankfully as well, like um, over the, uh, even over the last few years, I've seen like the Pokemon company seem to be like wanting to work with more people and in different, um, you know, pockets of the Pokemon sphere. So not just the TCG and Go and, um those sorts of things where it's like, oh, they they want like I've seen sponsored like po- sponsored by the Pokemon company where it's like someone who normally does you know animation or someone who normally does commentary and they do swear in their commentary and things like that. I think it's more they don't they obviously don't like it when it's you know Pikachu and the swear word would not be okay <laughs> with them. But like I think they're far more on the level now for like humans are humans and they're gonna say and do human things. But as long as there's that separation between like obviously not doing the sponsored video with obscene language and the brand, yeah. they're a lot more chill with that sort of thing. Um, I I think I think obviously it'd be a lot harder if your entire thing was always, always swearing. We're always talking about Pokemon with the swearing would be harder. Um, but, I mean, yeah, if there's been someone that's like – if someone like comes into chat trolling, I sometimes feel like if you go off immediately on a swear, like as like a F you, whatever, they kind of get what they want in a way mm-hmm. as like the reaction mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to just like if you just time them out or ban them without even saying anything, they kind of don't get the gratification. Or if I was going to swear, I'd try and do it in like a more cheeky sort of way like if they're trying to get you to say it, something naughty where it's like, oh, you know, you try and put it back on them or that sort of thing being a bit more like subtle with the with the swear or the implied swear um just so they don't get that instant like oh major major break or whatever so well, yeah, that actually leads I, yeah. Re- yeah that reads really well into something I, w- I wanted to talk about a little bit is you know you were one of the early par- partners of Niantic hmm. but you've also been one of the loudest voices for the community and even when the community is extremely negative hmm. here as Niantic was a great hmm. example of that where you had to balance being that professional partner, but also being the voice of the community. How do you go about that on such a regular basis? Because you do have to deal with a lot of negativity from the community that needs doubled up in a good way to actually be usable for Niantic. I know what you mean. Absolutely. Where it's like, there's, it's not someone being like, Oh, you suck. It's like the community is like, why does this keep happening? Like the frustration, like the, like it's totally warranted as well. Um, I think I think I mentioned in one of my more recent videos where it was kind of sort of like not recent, I guess the more recent like feedback style videos where I said I wasn't really going to make videos on, unless it was like something really specific, but like not make videos every single time something goes wrong anymore because it is so draining, like emotionally, physically, it's just like exhausting. But I, I, I wanted to like reaffirm, like I'm not going to stop giving the feedback to Niantic, like they need to know. And it's like, I'm sure if I did a, a <laughs> like a, um, a summary search of like how many words has Zoe ever sent to Niantic, like it would be like books worth of either feedback or 
hey, it's not working in New Zealand. Hey, the event's not turned on in New Zealand. Hey, you're getting the message from the New Zealand squad. Like this is like every time. Um, it's like I've definitely not stopped doing any of that. Um, but I think I think especially at like the peak of like after Hero Scientic and stuff like that. So um, it was it was a lot, especially because I was the one who wrote the letter. I was like, I want this to be written in a way that's and obviously like got others to weigh in and give feedback and blah blah. blah. But it's like I want this to be written in a way where it's like the community cannot be viewed as the bad guy or whatever else. Where it's not like we demand this and it's like here's all of the great things that you know the the radius, the interaction radius, and the incense and whatever else did here's why they were good, please give them back as opposed to like, I guess, which is rough because all the negative sentiment is is valuable and it's all like for a reason. Like people love this game. This game's made communities and friendships. Um, so when those things are being impacted, it's understandable for people to be frustrated, upset, to, you know, vocalise that. Um, but I guess trying to sift through that and be sure to put it in a way that was like, there is no way that we can be viewed as, oh, this unreasonable community or whatever else. And especially like not just from Niantic, but from other people that were covering it. Like the the hashtag went viral. I think it was second after Taylor Swift and there was a bit of sussery because she didn't drop out of first position with that hashtag. And we're like, mm, is this a paid, paid <laughs> sponsored hashtag? First paid space there. Um, but, you know, like even for other people who's viewing the community that it's not just like, oh, a bunch of, you know, Pokemon brats acting out. It was like these are the good things, please see this. Um, so I think there, there is like a bit to balance there. Um, but at the same time, it's like, it's as someone who wants to like play the event or play the game, it's like, oh my God, why do you keep like, it's frustrating on that side too, because a lot of the sentiment I would share with a lot of players where it's like, just stop making stupid choices. Like just leave it alone, <laughs> like fix these yeah. few things and just leave it alone. Like, um, but I, I guess I'm very thankful as well that like, I, I know there's always like conspiracies of like, oh, the, the sponsored ones never speak out. And I'm like, we're not sponsored. Well, first of all, we're not sponsored 24 seven. Like that's not a thing. We sometimes, sometimes they will cover a flight and the handful of times or if there's been like a meet and greet, I don't know about everyone else, but there may or may not be, you know, a contract in place for that specifically these two hours while you're sitting here doing this thing. Um, but like nothing in any NDA that we've ever signed with them has ever been like, you can't say mean things about us. That's just flat out not a thing. Um, and if it was a thing, I wouldn't sign it because like that's I'm like, no, you can't, you can't tell me what flavor of language to use. Um, yeah. So like being very transparent, like we can say whatever. Like obviously if we said like go and, insert horrible act upon this location or these people like that would be like no okay that's not okay you can't incite violence or something um but like if you think an event's garbage there's you know say it's garbage like that's totally fine um I think as who I am as a person as well like I I feel like I'm generally pretty balanced like I don't think anything is always black and white. I feel like there's nuance for both. And I, I try to see things from as many perspectives as possible, even if it is like, why would they change this? And it's like, oh, I can see why they would for X, Y, and Z reason. I don't have to like it or I don't like it, but I can see why. Um, but I would still give that feedback of like, hey, maybe 
maybe somewhere in the middle or maybe don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm thankful that that is the case as well, that they're still willing to work with so many of us for a lot of things that helps us, you know, get out and meet the community and speak to people um, but also, like, take the feedback. I don't know what happens necessarily with some of the feedback once it goes into where it goes. Um, I'd hope that it's going to the right places. Um, fingers crossed, like, yeah. um, but obviously I, I can't say really like things that I know that have changed because of feedback or whatever else, but, um, yeah, there's, we're always, we're always, uh, being vocal, I guess, that's, as, that's a, as actually, a, yeah, on behalf of the community. I think uh-huh. a lot of the community doesn't see that or doesn't hear about it because I'm not going to message be like, hey, tweet every single time. It's like, I told Niantic this today um, <laughs> because it's like ideally hopefully the thing just gets fixed and, you know, happy days. But, yeah. That's actually a great transition to the next question that we had. Uh, <laughs> earlier we, like, kept laughing because I was like, that's actually basically the next question is mm. how do you think uh, Niantic can fix, like, the constant, like, quality issues with, like, <laughs> on events and features that launches, like, that launches for APAC region? Yeah. Mate, <laughs> I, it's, see, this is another thing where it's like, okay, I can see both sides, like, and everyone's like, do they not test the bloody game? And it's like, they probably do. But when it's like a staff number, a staff pool of X number of people, like, it's never going to get the same volume of testing as opposed to, here's a hundred thousand people now playing in the first five minutes and we've found whatever bug or whatever thing's gone wrong. So I can I can I can understand that not everything is going to get caught, especially when there is a new event every week. Um, I th- I think overall, realistically, like the reality would be is like pause for a second. Like we need to look at what's going on deep within the code that's making this happen every single time or like, you know, is it something that's always causing this? Is it because there's so many damn features? Like what is, you know, the root cause? Does the game need to be almost rebuilt fresh like to just get rid of all the issues and then, you know, transition people from the old app to the new app and, everything's still the same but like it's better more functional more stable i don't know i don't know enough about like game coding and development that sort of thing but i feel like the root cause has to be something a lot deeper than you know the niantic cat forgot to flick the shiny button or whatever (laughs) um because it's just like there's there's so much in this game to manage like so 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 many tiny intricate things and of course like they're not going to realize something's wrong when it's I don't, I don't know how many people are actually testing it before it goes live but I can't imagine that it's it's not thousands of people surely um you know those things are only going to get caught when it's you know New Zealand's online or when it's global and it's six months later and it's like has anyone seen shiny Nincata where's that thing been <laughs> you know and until there's like a lot of data sets to to show, hey, something's wrong here. But I just, I at, at the very minimum, I would hope, I would wish that there was someone that was always online for for go live time. You know, hire a, a New Zealander, hire someone in Kiribati to like just be on their laptop 
that you know when the event goes live so that at least they might not be able to test it themselves when the community says this is broken they can immediately flag it to the to the team and get it resolved immediately as opposed to what the current the current thing that i perceive it as is new zealand starts the event i look at my discord messages and wait to see if i hear something from my new zealand friend about whether something's broken or not uh, at the same time, people are tweeting at Niantic, at Niantic support, friend messages me, hey, the double candy is not turned on. I message Niantic, hi, the double candy is not turned on. I hope that someone's online to see that. Maybe they do, maybe they don't, maybe they're online, maybe it's not for you know a while later. Uh, fingers crossed, ideally, it gets fixed. And then depending how catastrophic that bug was, it's either never acknowledged or Hey, sorry about that. Here's like, you know, a little makeup for the makeup for the makeup, um, <laughs> which I don't think is a smooth process. No one should be relying on me <laughs> to be like checking my messages. I don't even have notifications turned on. Like what if I don't see the message sort of thing? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just wish that there was someone online every time for every event. Cause like when you look at it, it's like, Oh, well it was only broken for 30 minutes. Or, oh, it was just like this little thing. Oh, it was just this little thing. And like, yeah, sure. You know, I'm always like, I'm like lumping New Zealand, like anyone who's in that time zone, like the previous time zones, even to Australia, um, all of the islands, like sure, they're a smaller player base, but that doesn't mean that they're any less valuable than everyone else. Like every single player is equal, you know, or should be treated equally or given the same, you know, experience. So I don't know. It's just frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Um, so speaking of frustrating, um, <laughs> well, no, it was funny that you had mentioned that thing about slowing down because literally, I think what two episodes ago when they announced the, when they started the party feature mm. and it didn't work, mm. like I literally just, I just said, stop, like just mm. stop doing new things yes. and fix what you already have. Yes. <laughs> I like you're just so hard. you're adding more, more and more and more on top, and it's just it's going to turn into just a crumbling cake of nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's just um, like there there could be so many cool features and things buried in there where it's like, oh, cool party, party play, play with your friends. That sounds fun. Oh wait, it doesn't work. Sick. Like, <laughs> like how what? dare you want to do a party and follow a route at the same time? No, we, uh, no, why would you how, want that happening? How dare you <laughs> do activities with your friends while you're out and about? Oh, in uh, your go walk this 20 kilometer route by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think I could convince anyone to do that, even if they were in the party, honestly. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm curious if that route still exists. Oh, actually, I wonder if I, I can see it in my, it my medals. I wonder if I can see it in my completed ones i'll check I'll load it up <laughs> it bloody um, better not be because that was criminal that thing <laughs> so uh obviously we uh, as a pvp podcast um we've uh, also branched out from go into tcg and vgc mm -hmm. um so we follow the pokemon play um scene very closely and one thing that happened at the beginning of the season that we had discussed was the Pokemon company removing OCIC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I know from listening to a lot of the TCG podcasts, the community is there, mm. but the resources and the, the 
ability to play locally for championship points, like regionals yeah. and stuff like that, is like they like shrunk it. As in, like the locations that are allowed to. Um, from what I understand, I think they may have added one extra, but um, like the oh. that whole your whole area always had the least amount. Uh, yes. regionals and yes. stuff like Sorry, that. Yes, sorry, yes, region. So I thought you meant like actual like local game shops, and I was like, oh, oh no. God, what's happened there? I'm like, oh no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> not more no. things. <laughs> um, yes, we have had like the least number of ways that you could qualify. Right. Yeah. Um, and then obviously taking away OCIC is huge. Yeah. Like that's a huge blow for a lot yeah. of players who now have to travel out of the country to yes. try and qualify for worlds in whatever game they're playing. How has that affected the like the community's like outlook on the game, the company? Like has it diminished like some people from playing the games? I think that's, or... a, that's a really good question. I think um I think the Brisbane regionals are coming up and I, mm. I should book my flights, but I'm intending to go and, you know, support and that's probably a good question to ask ask the people that are there as well because I guess from from the outset from what I can see it was like when they announced that it's like what like are you are you joking like yeah. I was unfortunately out of the country when the one happened this year like the OCIC and you know it's always been like the joke of like regionals in Australia or like um, those sorts of events where it's like they'll just slap it together you'll do it you get your points whatever else we don't get any like the extra you know bells and whistles like it's never live streamed it's never whatever else and then I was seeing like in the week leading up where it was like some of the casters are like I'm enjoying my espresso in in Sydney and I'm like wait what are you what are you doing in Australia like they had you know the actual full production for this year's one I was like oh my god we're finally on the map like they've they've discovered that Australia's (laughs) <laughs> exists it's not yeah. it's not a fake country like we're here um and that like i think that got so many people like hyped up for like yes cool we're legitimized like this is happening the the casters are out here for it like they're, they're live streaming it they're commentating it like it, it's happening um and then for it to be like yeah nah for next year it's like why like even if it wasn't as big of a do like this is one of the only, like some people can only make it to that to compete. Like mm-hmm. I think I know population wise, you know, Australia is nowhere near, you know, population wise near America, but land mass wise, we are we're technically a tiny bit larger than the USA. Um, so it's like to get from, if you're someone who's playing in Perth, which is on the, I guess would be like the California side and your only things to compete in are like maybe Melbourne, which would be Texas, uh, and otherwise what Brisbane is going to be essentially like the, the New York, you have to fly from Perth to Brisbane or, you know, from California to New York to compete. Like that's an eight hour flight or seven, the six and a bit, seven hour flight. It's like, you're going across the entire country just to Mm. maybe get the chance to maybe win and hope that RNG's on your side to get some points. Um, I know that I, I think that it's changed recently where like the local shops, you can now like participate in Pokemon Go stuff to earn points now for Worlds, mm. I think. Um, and I'm not knowledgeable enough on that, which is like I'm glad that that is a thing. But it's just it's frustrating that it's becoming harder and harder. And I, I know that I know I say that I know that I'm, I think that 
to qualify from like Australia, Oceania, you didn't need as many points to get to Correct. because yeah, there yeah. were less things. But it's like I can't see why. Like there's so much interest in it. Like so many people from so many different like brackets of 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 the the Pokemon universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't see why they're cutting back. Like you could so easily as well do more like small, more small events to have it in more places for more people to participate, whatever else. Um, I think it is a bit demoralizing too, because it's just like, well, who's got the money to go there? And if you're a junior, like you have to what beg mum and dad to yeah. please papa, like I want to fly to Brisbane <laughs> with you the adult, because they can't go by themselves. So mm-hmm. it's two two flights at least and the hotel and whatever else. Like even after um, Melbourne regionals last year, that was the regionals that it was like first time for go. No, last year before last. Time is wibbly wobbly. <laughs> um, the first time that you could compete for go. And it was like, okay, Melbourne regionals, uh, there's like 10 slots available for Pokemon Go. They're like, excuse me, 10 slots for all of Australia and New Zealand, like, because people were flying from New Zealand to come and compete. Um, so, you know, thankfully community rallied, uh, many an angry email was sent and, <laughs> you know, there were more slots were available. But, like, yeah. even what was set up for the Go people was, like, there was a whiteboard with Pokemon Go and an arrow written that way to go be in, like, the back office of a – we're in, like, a the town hall building. And it was just, like, we're in the court chambers of like no. this little, almost imagine like a really small local courthouse with like the little seats. People can spectate like a court case and there's like a little judge's mm-hmm. bench up there. And there's just some like tables and like a little sign that was like, go on battle in there, champions. Like downstairs floor had all the VGC, TCG, the proper little banners and whatever else happening. Mm-hmm. But it was like the tiniest little venue. People are just like lined up out the front trying to, like there's plenty of people lined up trying to get in or to compete or whatever else. Um even flying back to where I live, back to Newcastle, um, and I stayed for like an extra day and a bit just to, you know, Melbourne's fun to film in, like flying back into Newcastle and I'm like, I saw you at the thing. Were you guys competing? It's like I think about five different people back to my city, my town, that had travelled to go compete. And it's like, oh, wait, you're from Newcastle? Oh, what were you competing in? Oh, congrats, you're going to Worlds. That's amazing. Like um, people that are willing to travel quite a fair bit to, to do it, it's just rough that more people can't get access to it now as well. Yeah. And yeah. it's not like you guys don't have like name, like big name players in different, yeah. you know, sections. Like you've got Henry Brandon TCG that is mm. now like flying all over the world, like <laughs> just so he can try and make worlds. Um, yeah. I know uh, Fish on a Heater mm-hmm. was really, really bummed out about the fact like, because he had what? Did he win or he came in second? He got second. He went on an absolutely second, yeah. Insane, yeah. insane tear and got second. Yeah. So it's it's not like there's like no name. Like it's not like a mm. <laughs> there's yeah. there's people there. Like it's yeah. it's there. It's just it's crazy that they would just like and there's no there was no explanation. No, it was just like I'm like, what was the event? Oh, like is this forever going forward that's gone or was it just like the booking was a, there's a conflict with the booking schedule. Like what's, there was like nothing. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Like, yeah, I know we're far away and it's maybe like hard to organize, but surely there's, surely they've got like a team for that sort of stuff. Right. Like, 
Yeah. I don't know. Well, kind of piggybacking on the concept of you mentioned, you know, it's hard to get, get things done. It's hard to get people into the game as it is. And then you start taking things away. Mm. It makes it even harder. You know, Niantic on record saying they, they look at this as being a forever game, mm-hmm. which means you constantly have to be adding new players. Mm-hmm. So they put Zoe two dots in charge. How are you bringing new players to the game? <laughs> to Pokemon Go? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, so here's the problem. <laughs> if, 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 the, if the campaign is bringing new players, that's going to be different to what I want as, <laughs> as a me, I think, as like a as a general player. Um, because I think if if the if the incentive is to bring back new players, I've seen such a massive resurgence of players recently, like returning players and new players. Um, Like friends, like my best friend, full stop forever, known her before Pokemon Go. She played for like a little bit beyond filthy casual, like maybe once a year or like open the game when she's at work sort of thing. Like her sister's back into it. So now she's back into it daily and she's like, oh, when can we go for like a little Pokemon walk? Like I don't know what has been like inspiring the, if it is, you know, things like the play party feature or the routes or whatever else, like where maybe I should ask them like what got them back in. Um, (laughs) You know, was it just that they reopened the game and they're like, oh my God, there's so much more to do. Um, so I think whatever they've been trying to do to get new players or returning players has been, uh, at least anecdotally, it seems to be doing something. Um, it's very good to follow up and ask why people are coming back. Um, but it's like, hey, if, if the, if the deliverable for me was to just get more players into the game, I would just be pumping out some advertising campaigns, really hyping up like the the community side of things or like, you know, get your mum to play with you because, you know, she, she's got no side hobbies and activities. So why don't you and your mum go for a little Pokemon walk and you can share your interest with them or that sort of thing. Um, as opposed to if I think I want it to be long term where we get those new players in and then keep them around. <laughs> Uh, for the forever portion of the game. I've been saying this for years. I, I really wish they would just do bare bones events. Like, you know, they, they don't really do many of the in-person events over your guys, like Northern Hemisphere winter, like really buckle down over winter to be like, all right, minimal events. And we are like pumping out some massive bug fixes, just really like tightening up the game. Like even little things like the the trade update, now trades are like half as long oh my god that's that's fantastic like little quality of life things where it's like if we could streamline you know the sending gifts and opening gifts and people not getting their xp when someone opens you know all all the little pain points where it's like oh i wish this had a thing or like i wish lures had like a little timer so if you see a lure in the distance you know that there's oh there's still an hour on that on that lure oh there's people probably hanging out there like i'll go and i'll go and hang out as opposed to you're halfway there and it turns off and you're like well all right that was a waste like all the little, the little bits and pieces, the 100 little annoying things, like fix all of those so that the long-term experience is so much more enjoyable and like th- that it becomes so much more seamless with your day-to-day life mm-hmm. um, in that it becomes the permanent companion app to your daily activities. Um, and then, you know, then you can build even more on top of that for for features and, and things like that but if, if i'm trying to get that people so much yeah, <laughs> yeah if it was purely just get new players it's going to be advertising campaign that's it that's like <laughs> it wouldn't even have to necessarily be a feature just hype up like 
I don't know, do a do a, a study on like what are the most common favorite Pokemon and they'd be like, that guy's in the game. You can catch that. Oh, my God, I can catch my favorite thing in Pokemon Go. Let's go. Like, Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I know you mentioned earlier that you used to do PvP. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing you stopped. So I still do. I've just been I've been busy. So like, do you enjoy yeah. it? Uh, mostly. 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 Oh. I think I think mostly because I typically use teams that of Pokemon that I like. I think early days I would get frustrated because I'm like, oh, Metachim's ugly. I don't want to use Metachim. <laughs> like that's what I always say. <laughs> stuff like that. So I think once I got to a point of like. Okay, what's the cute stuff that's functional and only using stuff that I like to use, like makes it more fun. So then when you actually get a win, even though it's like, well, it's like, you know, only the 500th best choice you could pick out of Pokemon, but you get a win with it. You're like, yeah, it's my detonate. Let's go, boys. Like, you know, yeah. it feels more satisfying. But um, I think sometimes just the grind, The I think the grind is what I dislike and not not like the grind to level up stuff or to get the stardust or whatever else like i'm very lucky that i i'm so sorry to any pvp people listening but i have so many charge tms and fast tms just sitting there from years um it's like i'm good on that front i can re-roll whatever i need like i've got the stardust i've generally got the candy um it's more just like once and as someone i've only hit ace like or only tried to i guess Whenever I've tried to, I've gotten there at least to ace, but like just how much you drop rank from like two losses in a row and it's like, oh, for far out, like, come on. <laughs> like I was doing so well, it's like connection issue and you're like, come on, I was going to get the win and now you've my rank's going down. Like I think just the grind on yeah. top of that, like to try and climb. And then I guess you know, the more that you try to climb, the more that you really need to think about more meta-ish choices and stuff like that or it's, you know those sorts of things get a bit more uh like less enjoyable i'd say but yeah that's yeah. fair so which league do you like the best when you do play great, great league. master great league okay yeah great i <laughs> i don't know I, i've tried to get back into the others i feel like master league is just boring to me because it's like the same three dudes in different combinations <laughs> and you're like yeah well there's that guy again um that being said i haven't done master league in a while so it could be a fair bit different <laughs> um Ultra League, eh, take it or leave it. I think it's, again, it can get pretty locked into like the same 50, I guess. I feel like Great League, you just see more people being like absolute mad lads and bring in, they're like, what, how, how does this, okay, what are, what are you bringing in here? Lorantis, okay. Oh, that's doing a fair bit of damage. Uh, should I stay in? Should I swap out? Like it's a bit more like exciting for seeing more frequent weird stuff. Um, yep. I like the Flavor Cups. Like I like the Little Leagues. Um do my Shellos slaps in the little cup. <laughs> um, it's so good. It's got like electric hidden power, so no one knows what oh. I'm using, and it just like starts eating through their team. Interesting. Um, until I get hard counted by like a grass or something. But like, I, I like the flavor cups for sure, um, even though they can also be annoying if you don't have the right thing. Cool. All right. Um, so we got. I got one more question for you before we wrap up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, has nothing to do with Pokemon whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, our discord, we even have a, a channel, uh, we are all big bluey lovers. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, is, are, do you watch bluey? 
I am aware of it, but I haven't, I've, I've seen definitely like extended clips and stuff of it, but I haven't like sat down to like watch the whole thing. I anticipate if slash when I ever have kids, it will absolutely be on the, on the criteria of mandatory viewing. Um, but like, I'm, I'm very familiar with it. Yeah. It's adorable. Okay. Um, is it as all over like in stores everywhere over on your end as it is like, like now, because I guess Disney has started to bring it over mm. more frequently and mm-hmm. like, it's not such a delay in release from when it's released in Australia versus, you know, mm. coming over, you know, to stream or whatever. Um, but like literally like now it's just like everything is vomited blue, <laughs> um, which I, is fine. Cause yeah. like my kid loves it, but like, you know, as a family, like we all watch it. Um, I just didn't know if like, it's the same way over there or if it's just like kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, we did this. We're kind of done with it. No, I think it's definitely, it's still insanely popular. Um, to be honest, I haven't gone for a wander down to the shops in a little while just to see like what's in the like I guess in the the marketing side of things um but I remember when it was like first coming out and like every you know niece and nephew or friends kids it's like oh what do they want for Christmas and it's just like bluey and I'm like who the hell is what is this this bluey thing it's like years (laughs) ago now but like I think that first initial launch and hype was probably the the big the really really big it was like holy crap like bluey's everywhere um i would say it's definitely still like you easy to get you know merch and things like that for it like it's still very very popular um and i think i think again australia as a as a culture we're like we're very proud of stuff like when something aussie gets really popular it's like yeah we did that that's that's bluey that's yeah <laughs> that's our thing you know it's like you know um so in that way as well like people are stoked that it is popular elsewhere as well um, I think a lot of the, the discourse online for like, now my kids have got Australian accents or they're like saying Australian <laughs> slang and it's like, yes, the tides have turned. All of, all of my kids go straight away now. Um, <laughs> yes. They say, yep, we did that straight away. And I'm like, I'm like, how do you do Heaps, you know, all, yeah. the, all the like, words that, yeah. But it's like, ah, finally, you know, yeah. we're exporting some some culture instead of just always <laughs> – I guess being on the receiving end as well. So, but no, yeah, it's super popular and it's super well liked. I think because it is like so fun for parents to watch as well. Yeah. Um, like we have adults like, with yeah. no kids. We have yeah. adults with no kids yeah, yeah. in our Discord that are obsessed with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just like it's so well written that it is like you can just watch it mm-hmm. as any age human and get something out of it. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was it was so real in my house last Christmas because there was like almost nothing that I was DMing Fish on a Heater and being like, "Hey, can you go see if you guys have this?" And I will pay for the shipping. Yes, (laughs) he's like, "I got you, I got you." Brutal Australian shipping. Rest Uh, in peace. (laughs) That would have been brutal. Um, so, Zoe, thank you so much for taking an hour out of your day (laughs) to come talk with us. Absolutely, thank you guys for Um, having me as well. Uh, let is, can you let our listeners know where they can find you places mm-hmm. they can, you know, watch your videos, stuff like that. Um, I'm pretty much anywhere on the internet that you can search Zoe two dots all spelt out Z O E T W O D O T S, uh, YouTube and Twitch for all the video stuff for Pokemon go, uh, Instagram, very casually on TikTok, uh, Twitter, all that sort of jazz. Um, 
yeah, come and hang out. Come say hey. Come and uh, harass me in the Twitch chat. <laughs> Wholesomely. <laughs> Wholesomely. Awesome. And, uh, have a good time. <laughs> Awesome. Well, again, thank you for coming. You're more than welcome to come back whenever. If you need to come vent unedited, (laughs) you are more than welcome to hit us up and be like, hey, can I just come on the show for like a half hour and just let it all out? Just unload, yeah. (laughs) Even have a bonus episode that's behind a paywall that people wouldn't even... Yeah, so you could really go off there. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Or if you ever want to, you know, get better at PvP... Uh, Wildcat and Dino do um, our coaching online uh, on Twitch every weekend. So Mm, I have to come and suss that out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So again, thank you so much for joining us. Um, We really appreciate it. Thank you guys too. Great interview again. Um, Thank you to Zoe for um, spending that time with us. And it, it was, it was a blast. It was a lot of fun. Um, and I'm sure uh, Matthew will put all the links and everything for her stuff uh, in the show notes. And yeah, I mean, hope you enjoyed it because we enjoyed doing it. I mean, it was fun. Um, do we want? Do you want to do the the uh, VG stuff? First? Sure. Um, I, now I will be up front. First off, first and foremost, I did not get a chance to watch it yet. I have looked up the data. I'm going to go back and watch it hopefully tomorrow if, you know, work cooperates during the daytime. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Uh, my, so, you know, my wife's birthday was this weekend. So my consumption of Pokemon was limited because I value my marriage and my life. Fair. That's fair. Yep. <laughs> That's acceptable. That's acceptable. Yeah, so, <laughs> before we jump into the, because we normally only cover the Masters Division, but we have some exciting news. Oh, tell me. So, so do we call them the first family of Pokemon at this point? Sure, I think the Fitzy Clan got got some world qualifiers, and it wasn't the older ones. So hmm. on Friday, I'm just scrolling through Twitter, and I'm like, "Oh, blah blah blah." Tweet from Mama Fitzy. Uh, Kira, the middle Fitzy, qualified for points for worlds. VGC Seniors Division. Get a message from Buckeye this this afternoon. And he's like, hey, I know you're on top of it and you already got Kira. But just a heads up, she wasn't the only qualifier this weekend. The youngest Fitzy, Zoe, you know, made her first top cut. Wait. Holy crap. And just went ahead and won the entire damn thing. <laughs> Nice. First ever top cut and wins the juniors division for the Toronto regional with a team of Alola Ninetales, Baxcalibur, Therian Landerus, Rillaboom, Fluttermane, and Heatran. Hmm. Is so, go ahead. Uh, is Alolan Sand uh Alolan Ninetales like Meta, like I didn't. It's meta adjacent. It's not it's super common, but it's good. Okay. Uh, especially, I'm assuming she was running Aurora Veil on it. Okay. So um, you can get Aurora Veil snow, and you set up snow warning if it's got the snow warning ability. It could become a pretty good um, force because think about it. You throw up snow warning. You made you you've iced up their arena. Baxcaliber and A9 don't take 
hell damage. So you're now you got chip damage happening plus Aurora Veil's lessening the damage you're taking. It's just a really good synergy between those two Pokemon. So congratulations, Fitzy clans. Enjoy your trip to Hawaii. We're very proud to call you part of the BTW family. It's awesome. Um, as far as day one, there's a slight surprise. So top 12 here, we got Flutter main top of the charts this time at 50%. Iron Hands at 45, Lando, Therian, of course, at 40. Rillaboom, exactly a third of the field used oh. Rillaboom. 33.3% usage. Uh, Wellspring, Ogre Pond, 32. Urshifu, 29.2. Heatran, 28.3. Tornadus, 27.4. Chinpow, 25.3. Hearth Flame, Ogre Pond, 23.8. Hisuian Arcanine, 20.1. And the shocking addition to the top 12 this week, Dragonite. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Is it shocking though? Isn't it that it was kind of good? It's good, but it's not normally top 12 good as far as top 12 usage. For like day one? Day one, yeah. Yeah. It's not quite as normal meta. Uh, day two, pretty much the exact same, except for um, the bottom three are all new additions here. What the fuck? Goldango, Amoongus, and Iron Bundle making top 12% or top 12 usage for day two. Astro's I, got a question. Yes. The, I've seen the Iron Bundle mm-hmm. um, use, and I've seen. Just from walking by the, you know, the streams and stuff like that. I, um, last season I saw Among Us almost on every team. God, I hate that stupid thing. But Goldango? Goldango is a really good Pokemon. Its move, Make It Rain, if you let it get set up, just demolishes things. I thought it was just good for Terror Raids. I didn't know it was good for a competitive scene. It can be. It's, it's a different setup for the terror from terra versus oh uh, competitive 
Blind Craziness was telling me he wanted to build a second Goldingo for yeah. the competitive. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, but our finalist was actually a rematch from earlier in the day. So they they played each other twice. Because remember, mm-hmm. VGC Swiss format, so you actually can play the same battlers multiple times without the loser brackets and all this. Uh, Paul Chua versus Chupa Cross the fourth. Uh, runner up <laughs> was Paul running Heatran, Iron Hands, Roaring Moon, hmm. taking second. Amoongus, Fluttermane, and Therian Lando. Uh, the winner was Chupa with Chin Pao, Rillaboom, Hasuian Arcanine. I thought that's a Pokemon that's good coming, picking up a lot of popularity. Mm-hmm. Urshifu, Tornados, Pl- Tornadus, Tornadoes, <laughs> Fluttermane. So, mm. some great, great plays. Like I said, I, I got a chance to glance at it a little bit, but I haven't got, I actually got a chance to watch it and break it down. So, hopefully, maybe next week I can give a little bit more breakdown on that that championship match. Mm-hmm. But, but the, the, the raid events keep on rolling. Dino's over here raiding all the ghost Pokemon. Do you have no idea, man. I actually, I actually started building Terra Raid, uh, like uh, move sets, and bro, I've been just one shotting that ghost Pokemon every single time. What, what, what's your, what's your, what's your setup? Uh, I'm using uh, an Eye and I use Bulk Up, mm-hmm. and then I just use the two, two, two or three times, two times. Two times but yeah. I probably should do three, but I don't know how many. I just been doing two because I'm a little impatient sometimes. Uh, but then I just do the what is it called? Uh, the raid raging fist. What mm-hmm. is it called? Rage yeah. Fist, yeah, Rage Fist, and bro, that just does so much damage. I'm like, yep, just grinding. You you're not using a Haunch Crow. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, at least it eventually got to level 100, Astra. Yes, it did. Dude. So, so I just want to circle back to like before we talk about the raid event. So, like three, maybe four or five weeks ago, these two guys very smugly just like, right, I'm not doing it. <laughs> no. Almost, almost as smugly as 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 Matthew and adamantly as Matthew was. I'm not going to New York. <laughs> These guys were. I'm not doing VGC. <laughs> I don't know which, uh, w- whether it was Matthew or these two flipped faster. Oh, I think it was us. <laughs> because not only yeah. are they doing building out VGC, they're trading with people. Oh yeah, they're out there gathering resources. Yep. They're learning about EVs and IVs. They're, they are wholeheartedly body in, which mm-hmm. you guys kind of destroyed me. Because I, I was like, I'm going to have fun this month. <laughs> I'm going to run an all shiny team. Nope. Nope. Guess what? Still nope. running an all shiny team. But who said it can't be shiny, shiny and meta? And meta. Oh, okay. There you go. And if you want a preview of my team, you can join me Sunday on Twitch. Sunday Ooh. night, I'll be h- hitting solo, uh, and I'm going to actually finish EV training and um, EV training and IV hyper training my competitive team and doing some ladder climbing to see if it's going to work for me. I'm excited to try the the rank system in this game. Yeah, I, I, I quickly learned how important it is to IV and EV. I, I knew already, but I was impatient <laughs> and I want to wait for Saturday to do that. So I halted the ladder. I, I was fine getting up the Pokeball rank. It didn't matter that much. Uh-huh. I hit Pokeball rank, and I threw a um, move with my Tornadus onto their Tornadus. Mine did like 15%. They hit me with the exact same move, and it did 65%. Oh, 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> IVs and EVs matter a whole hell of a lot. That's insane. But if you are trying to build out your competitive team, one of the things you have to be keep in mind is your ability matters. And this is not the tip of the week, but this is a bonus tip, I guess. There are normal abilities. And then there are hidden abilities. Normal abilities you can get pretty easily and you can switch them with a moderately common island called an ability capsule. But if I want to go from a hidden or a normal ability to a hidden ability, I need a stupidly, stupidly rare item called an ability patch. Hmm. Oh, I heard about those. I think Dino, I got a few of those. Guess what, buddy? What? If you want to take down a seven-star Hasuian Typhlosion, you're guaranteed an ability patch. Wait, is that is that the next one? That's the next one starting this weekend. Let's go! It runs November 3rd to 5th and 10th to 12th. So two weekends in a row. I need uh, that. For those that are new to VGC and try to get... You can only catch one of these... It's not really VGC relevant, but the rewards is what you want. Yes, okay. the rewards. Yeah. Because you get the ability patch the first time, but every time thereafter you beat it, you get additional vitamins. And a vitamins to get to max out one stat, if you want to pay for them, is $252,000 in game. Hmm. So the more you can raid and get vitamins from raiding, the, the less in game currency you're going to spend. Plus, you get a higher probability of bottle caps, which we will be using for our um, tip of the week later. Very good. Very Astro, you, you look like you have a question. <laughs> no. No. It's a, a um, very good item. Yeah. I just know I need to do that. Okay. Because I think I have, I think one of the Pokemon I have on my team, someone was saying that the ability... On it, I have to get one of these things for it. Probably. What, what was the Pokemon? Rillaboom. Was it Rillaboom? Yeah, you need. You need. Um, oh god! It was like Crisis one that, Surge or whatever it's called. It was like something that you couldn't. It was like yeah, it's a hidden ability. Yeah. Um, this has the Hasuian um, Typhlosion will be a Fire type Terra. Okay. So this thing will be throwing two times boosted stab. Fire moves, 1.5 times stab, ghost moves. Because Hasuian Teflosion was ghost and fire. So, things like water may be good, but it could also be packing solar beam. So, what we'll find out is on Thursday, technically this goes live on Thursday night in the US. Mm -hmm. When it goes live, we'll have the list of moves it has. And then we'll start planning strategies from there. If you want to raid with us, you can be in our Discord. We, I guarantee you at some point this weekend, there'll be a group of us in the VGC Hangout chat talking about how we're going to beat this thing and knocking it out over and over and over and over for the rewards. And if you're going, man, I don't know if I'll have time to. Most of us have children. <laughs> so mm -hmm. most of the time we're doing this at night. Yes, correct. <laughs> And on the weekends, we do it randomly throughout the entire day, pretty much. Yeah. Um, we did finish our first VGC tournament. How'd that go? Buckeye swept it. Just just took oh. it out back and, and beat us all down with it. Damn. Damn. 
Um, winning team, Darian Landerus, Ogre Pawn, King Gambit, Tornadus, Fluttermane, Urshifu. He beat his own daughter to do it. <laughs> what a bully. And she wouldn't qualify for Worlds before he did. That's pretty good. That's, I think that's a fair trade. That's fine. <laughs> I agree. That's fine. <laughs> That's great. This coming month's tournament, we're looking to start it on November 15th, though that may get a little squirrely because I'd like to try to keep it in TCG away. And Astros just put in chat, we're going to move TCG. So we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But well, we'll I mean, also the 15th is is it's a very important day for somebody. No, nothing happens that day. <laughs> oh. I, forgot, I forgot that it's your birthday. It is. Uh, it is. It's very important. Though. Okay, are we ready for some for, for some tipping? Hold on, hold on. Oh, you didn't know. You gonna call somebody. Bringing back all the old stuff. God, I love that one. <laughs> um, so first off, I do have to make a. a Correction to something I mentioned last week, and it does play into this week's tip. We talked about to hyper train your Pokemon last week. I kind of said it in passing; you had to be at a level one hundred. Uh, I didn't realize in this generation they made it easier to hyper train. You now only have to be level fifty. Amazing, great change, Pokemon Company. I love that you're making competitive more accessible to people. Hey, Nyanic, um, <laughs> we know you're listening. <laughs> There's this thing called Rare Candy XL that you supposedly said was going to be dropping on Halloween, and we really didn't see much of it. Keep in mind, we're recording this Monday night, so we already, you know, we're seeing the future here and recording for the future. Um, maybe take a lesson about competitive and making it more accessible. Because look, two guys that had no no qualms in ever wanting to do VGC, seeing how accessible it can be, and are building competitive teams. Yeah, just saying. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're doing it because it's easier. Oh, Everything's yeah. so much easier, man. It's just like it's crazy. So it's now it didn't used to be. It used no. to be just as hard as go. It yeah. really did. But now, so last week we talked about getting IVs. You know what IVs are? Zero to thirty-one. There's six stat total stats. We talked about that last week. Yeah. Now this week I want to talk about. Okay, I'm ready to get in competitive, and we said IVs matter. Just like in Go, IVs affect outcomes. I mentioned this earlier in the show. I got my ass handed to me for not having my Pokemon hyper-trained. So first off, what is hyper-training? Hyper-training allows you to use bottle caps or golden bottle caps to increase any IV that you have to a perfect IV, to a 31. Yes, Astro. Sorry, question. Uh, So I have bottle caps, Mm -hmm. and when I go to use them, it says that I can't use them on my. Like it says, is it I level can't. Level fifty. Yeah, some of most all yeah, of mine are over level. He didn't 50. go to the place to talk to the guy. Oh, you have to go. You have to go to Montevera and talk to the dude with the bomb of snow. Yeah, and then he hyper trains it for you. Yes. Huh. That was going to be the next part of the tip. So perfect. If you want to <laughs> hyper train in Scarlet and Violet, you go to Montevera, which is the ghost type gym leader. It's okay. where um, Ryan was at. Mm-hmm. Best gym in the game, by the way. Change my mind. You can't get over no. it. Uh, there's a person out back 
He's standing beside an Obama snow. You go to him and talk to him and say, I want to hyper-train my Pokemon. And he'll say, okay, give me a bottle cap. Who do you want to do? And what stats do you want to hyper-train? Because it's important. You may not want six perfect stats. So there's the other part of controlling our IVs. So let's say I want to run a Trick Room team, for example. We talked about this last week. Trick Room reverses the speed order. So slower Pokemon go first. So guess what I need to have happen to run Trick Room? You need to make them slower. You need to make them slower. So you need zero IVs for your Trick Room teams. So how do I go about getting zero IV Pokemon? Well, this is going to be dependent upon the type of Pokemon. If it is something I can breed, then it's pretty moderately easy. So in breeding, there's an item called a Destiny Knot. Normally, when when I breed two Pokemon together, three IVs will transfer from each parent to the Pokemon. But if a Pokemon's holding a Destiny Knot, five IVs will transfer. The most common breeding Pokemon will be a Ditto. So if I get a zero-speed Ditto, give it a Destiny Knot, and breed it with X breedable Pokemon, I have a high probability of getting a zero-speed breed Pokemon. That's how I go about getting it from breeding. But what about those non-breedable Pokemon? So what are non-breedable Pokemon? Legendaries, Ultra Beast, Paradox Pokemon, Mythicals, Special Pokemon. What do I do there? Well, I go, for example, um, Blind Craziness is trying to get a zero attack Fluttermane. You go make you a sandwich, go sandwich, go into the wonderful area zero that is not buggy or laggy in any fashion, <laughs> especially if you're there with friends, and you catch every Fluttermane you see, and you check its stats, and you check its stats again, and you catch another one, and another one, and another one, and another one, until you get the stats you are looking for. Or, if it's a legendary, you go to the game that has said legendary, and you catch it. You do the battle, you catch it. You check its stats. Most important part currently, make sure autosaves are turned off if you're playing on a modern generation of game. Because guess what you're going to do when those stats aren't zero IV in the field you're looking for? Restart. Shut your game off, boot it back up, and redo what you just done. That's what I had to do with Chimpow like four times. What were you trying to get zero on Chimpow? I was just trying to get the the stats like reasonably close to where you can can hyper train. It doesn't matter. It was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, how was that fun? (laughs) What? It was fun. It's fun to reset the game multiple times. Oh God. At least it boots up faster than sword and shield. Oh yeah. That's the only reason I did it because I tried doing it with sword and shield for, and no, I was like, no, but I'll, I'll try. Those are ways you can go about control. Quote unquote, air quotes here, controlling your IVs. <laughs> the common IVs that you want to control, there's two that other than hyper training oh. up to max zero speed for trick room or zero attack for special attackers. There's a couple reasons why. If a, if a Pokemon uses the move foul play, 
that move does more damage the higher your attack stat is. So if you're a zero attack and you're a special attacker, I want that low so I don't do more da- don't get more foul play damage. Or if I'm a special attacker and I get confused, confusion damage is calculated off your physical attack stat. So zeroing that out helps lower that as well. So it's just about preventing damage for that zero attack stat. Those are pretty much the only two places that you're looking for zero attack or zero stats in most of the time. There are very niche cases otherwise, but we're not getting into niche stuff right now. We're all learning together. Right. Don't confuse me. You're welcome. Any more buddy. than I already am. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Come watch Saturday. Come come watch on Sunday, and we'll we'll yeah. build stuff together. Oh, by the way, Daniel, I'm I'm, I'm out again Sunday or Saturday night. You told me. I was like. It, oh. Kentucky, this is the last 7.30 kickoff I expect for the season, though. Okay. That's okay. You guys are going to win. Friday, I'm streaming TCG. Unless Matthew go. decides not to. Oh, and really cool thing. Huh? I don't know if you guys heard this. And it's, I know, uh, tangent. But oh I found out listening to the Uncommon Energy podcast mm-hmm. from Azul that... Twitch removed whatever thing that says you're not allowed to dual stream. They removed that. So now we can stream on YouTube. You, you have and to Twitch. pay for software to do that. Unless you want their watermarks on it. Yeah, it's watermark. No, some it's... people get away with it. Apparently fish never has watermarks. I don't know how. That's what I said. He's like, he's just like, I'm just cool. I'm like, I guess. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you yeah, did. Dino and I looked into it. It's yeah. it's it's kind of a pain. Yeah, I mean, it also captures quality that you can stream at. Like down the road. <laughs> like okay. far down the road. Yeah, the, we'll the, the software, unless you pay like five hundred dollars a year, only lets you stream at seven twenty. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. We're not the Joe Rogan show. <laughs> Oh god. Uh So that, Astro, did you watch did you get a chance to watch TCG this weekend? Did I? I did too. <laughs> <laughs> so Dino sends me a text message and just goes, How do you watch this? <laughs> it's worse than watching golf. <laughs> yeah. VGC's not quite that bad. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch. I wanted to watch both, but the other one finished already, and I was like, yeah. ah, I go these TCG. So, <laughs> at least VGC, you can see the strategy they're trying to set up, and you start to learn and start to look for it. TCG, there's a strategy, but it's also luck of the draw. <laughs> yeah, there's there's the RNG factor to oh. it and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, if, if Toronto was your first experience watching a TCG uh tournament live i'm sorry um <laughs> because besides uh shelby boo it was like in my personal opinion they're very knowledgeable but they're also the most boring casters very monotone that they have which is funny because i was gonna literally say like she is the most entertaining yes. like hearing her talk she, about it she played at fort wayne and go actually did, did she really 
Very cool. Um, normally, so the reason why is because uh, Chip Ritchie, who's one of the better um, casters, was actually competing in the tournament. Um, oh, so, okay. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> he actually got pulled on stream. Um, I think he was the first the first match. Um, and apparently he has like the worst luck when it comes to stream. He's never won. Uh, and that streak continued uh, and ruined <laughs> his, his 3-0. So oh, God. Um, it was it was a lot of fun. It was very I say a lot of fun because somebody's deck made it up into the top eight, top four. Somebody's deck? What do you mean? Who? So, somebody's deck that uh, they're running. Yeah, top four. Finished third. Oh, the Charizard deck? Yep. Wait, I thought we said last week Charizard was dead. Apparently not. Uh, Charizard, uh, well, <laughs> when you when you hear the conversion of Charizard, um, it is strictly the driver of this deck that made it i think so made it get to uh azul gg uh finished third with with charizard uh he's like arguably one of the best players in the world um so <laughs> it, it it's definitely a very driver um thing here the thing that was interesting was day one we had 15 percent loss box 13% Charizard, 11% Lugia, 11% Chin Pao, 11% Gardevoir, 10% Maridon. That is the most even, almost even, that the meta has been since I've been watching TCG. So since end of last year. Just in time to blow it all to hell. <laughs> uh, I wonder why that is. Yeah. Uh, then the conversion over into day two. So there was 1,538 player total. Um, day two, 161 total players. Lost Box was still number one at 19%. Lugia V-Star at 14%. Gardevoir at 12 Charizard at 12 Maridon at 8 And then Chin Pao at six so just note the percentages of the last two because they're the lowest out of all of them mm -hmm. our top eight players so this is who made top cut i'm not going to go in the order that they're whatever uh we had uh grant shen jack riggs Running Chin Pao. Uh, we had JW Crewall running Maridon. We had Demetrius Eaton running Gardevoir. Uh, oh, come on, uh, that Maridon deserves that. That that the secondary Pokemon to the Maridon deck that is listed. I was Maridon like, Flappy. <laughs> Maridon Flappy. Yes. Uh, Azul GG was running Charizard. Christian Mar Moreno Lugia. Dylan Gunn was running a... Let me just make sure. 
Yes, it was uh, your Turbo Lost Box. So that's when I say Turbo Lost Box, that is the one with Dragonite, uh, Raikou, um, and then uh, two Sableyes. So what was interesting, and I watched this, um, and I'm going to... Me and Mrs. Astro spent like 10 minutes trying to figure out how to say this person's name properly. Um, Hermani, I think is what they were saying on stream. Hermani, um, correct. A Grudra Lost Zone box. That's new. I haven't seen that. So, Gudra Lost Zone is pretty annoying because Gudra's V-Star ability. So, Gudra has a V-Star ability called Moisture Star. <laughs> when you activate this during your turn, you may heal all damage from this Pokemon. Uh, shit. So, it's 270 HP. There's not a lot. Even Charizard with... Because it's a dr- also because Gudra's a dragon, it has no weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, so even Charizard has a hard time hitting two seventy unless you have enough prize cards taken. So you're probably going into this Pokemon in two hits to try and knock it out. So can you imagine doing all that? And then they go, V-Star, all gone. And then on top of that... I quit. (laughs) On top of that, its attack Rolling Iron is going to be doing 200 damage to your Pokemon. And during your next turn, your Pokemon takes 80 less damage. God damn. Surprised they didn't make it further in in the tournament. It's a very, um, I don't want to say hard deck to run. It's just very like niche. Like a, it, it has its spots. Um, now, um, the player that ran it, um, Hermani is from, I believe, uh, Finland. Um, EU Gudra is a little bigger than it is, um, over here in the states. Is that why it did so well? I think so. It's just we haven't seen it in a while. Um, so it was just kind of taken off. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, there's, I haven't seen that at all. So from those day two stats, you had Chin Pao, Maridon, both in there, and they were like the lowest percentages of conversion. Now, when I watched the final, <laughs> it was much different, I guess, than when Dino watched the final. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> because I thought the final was awesome. Um, so the final was between J.W. Crewall running Maridon and Demetrius Eaton running Gardevoir. Now, typically... This is not a great matchup for Maridon. Because Maridon has a very hard time 
hitting anything over 240. I think 240 or 260 is like max most of it'll do. And that's with Raikou, unless you're literally discarding all of your energy with Raichu. Um, then Raichu can hit up to like the 300s, you know, 330s, that. Um, but you're also putting a ton of it into the discard, a ton of your energy. So Gardevoir EX is, I think, 320. Um, so it's it's pretty hard, or 310, it's 310. So it's pretty hard to hit. JW is part of like that whole team that runs with Andrew Mahone and Jesse Parker, who came in second with Maridon. So they are the Maridon people. Like these are like this is the Maridon group. I personally thought it was navigated perfectly. There was some hiccups with the Gardevoir deck. But it also shows the consistency of Maridon. Because he was able to set his stuff up almost every single time. So, so sorry. No, uh, yeah, so like the way I see it, uh, that... If you saw at least the second game, the second game with the prize cards, the prize cards are a huge thing f- because if you prize, especially two Ralts, like I don't think like that, like that's like already handicapped right there. Like yeah. I don't think like that's a good match. Like if you're down like those two Pokemon and that's literally your deck, like it just to me, like it's not, it's kind of like where we were talking about with, uh, with like, pokemon go regionals like it's like one-sided i felt like at least that match i don't recall the first one too much but i do recall the casters talking about saying how uh it was really bad setup for dimitris mm-hmm. um both games yes and no so the reason i'm saying no is if you go back and watch day two from the very beginning um, I believe it's the first match of day two. Uh, there's a Lugia versus I forget what the other deck was. And the Lugia deck could not set up and okay. still won. Against what deck was I, that? Uh, I've got to I've got to see which one it was. Um, but if you, if you watch, I think it's pretty sure it's day two, the beginning, the first, the first match. Um, yeah, just it, he couldn't get set up. And I think it was almost in both matches, couldn't get set up and still won because he was able to, it was, was it Lugia? It was either Lugia or Charizard. One of the two, it was one of those two decks where like everything was prized and just was drawing bad hands and was still able to get set up or still able to manage a win. Mm-hmm. So that's why like I when I I told you I was like it's I would say 95% skill and 5% luck. I guess I would have to probably like see like okay so like I I I would have to see that battle that you're talking about because, like, I feel like 
you just said that Maraiden is good or bad against Gardevoir decks. It's it's typically not favored. Because I think that they were saying that Maraiden wants to see Gardevoir, for sh- Gardevoir deck over the Charizard deck. Oh, 100%. Um, 100%. And I guess the reason why is because, like, I mean, you mentioned, uh, that's what I wanted to ask you as well, because you mentioned Gardevoir EX uh, being at HP 310, but that's typically in the bench. It's never really as the Pokemon in, like, attacking. Like, the attacking is, like, more mainly, like, the other Gardevoir that's right. only, like, one price card. Right. So, like, in reality, I feel like even the Maradon deck is good against this deck regardless, because, like, all the attackers are below 220, mainly. Yes, but you're only getting one prize card when that one prize card Gardevoir can knock you out. Can knock out anything that you're playing with. Yeah, see, that's... Yeah, usually when I play Gardevoir decks, I try to get rid of, like, all the Kirlias or Rawls as soon as... You want to try and leave it with just the Gardevoir EX or, like, the Zacian, but even then with the Zacian, it still can knock you out pretty easily. So that's why it's not a favored match because you're not trading prizes evenly. Mm. Yeah, you that know? makes sense. Um, Charizard is just an abysmal matchup. <laughs> like it, it is, it is very, very bad. Uh, JW did not, I believe, did not hit a single Charizard. Well, his entire trip, like it, his entire, like his run. entire run. Um, so that's where I say there is a 5% luck. You have to have some luck to win any of these things. Like, oh, for sure. You know? Um, but, uh, I think the biggest thing to take away from this tournament was this is the last tournament in this 151 format because Paradox Rift comes out on Friday. Technically, isn't the, the the format Obsidian Flames? I didn't think they did special sets as the, the quarter format name because of Mew. The Mew, and even though it doesn't get used, Zapdos and the Alakazam, mm-hmm. it made it its own format. Okay, like Mew alone kind of made it its own format because it's now in so many other decks. Um, but if it was just like like the shiny set that's supposed to come out in january there's n- from what i understand there's no new pokemon it's just shiny prints of like that won't be considered a format um so friday starts um well friday paradox rift comes out laic will be the first official tournament like uh you know regional or ic where it's going to be legal so um, you get two weeks to learn the format. Yes, for an IC, that's yeah. actually better than sometimes. By the most of the time, and what's kind of cool is this is the first set to release almost the same time as Japan. Normally, Japan gets their set releases almost like what a month before. Just about. well, it depends because they get a new set every month. Yeah. Versus we get a new set every three months. Yeah, like, there's, our sets are, like, their their multiple-month set, like, combined mm-hmm. into one. Correct, correct. But So this is the first time where they're only getting it, like, a few days before we are. Like, I think they started getting it Monday, like, this earlier this week. 
and then we get it on Friday. So That's interesting. There's not a lot. There's over the next. So two when, weeks, when's the next rotation happening? I'm. Everyone's thinking February, but there hasn't been an announcement. Okay, because that 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 is actually something I, I probably should have mentioned there in VGC. Uh, that regulation E, what we're doing right now, mm-hmm. goes till January second. So oh, okay. we know an end date for it. Yeah, they haven't announced when the rotation for TCG is. I feel like it's been a while. It's like we've been in this rotation for a hot minute now. <laughs> it's it's going on a year. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, it feels it's like it's been a year. long. Um, so Get the Vmax out of there. Let's go. Just kill them all. But it's not. That's what's I crazy. Like Lugia, to... Lugia doesn't rotate out <clears throat> at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Mew doesn't rotate. Um, <sighs> the one thing in the Maridon deck that's going to be tough that rotates out is the Mareep and Flaffy. Oh God, that's literally which helps engine. you get the uh, energy, energy that you put in your discard onto your bench. So that would have to, I mean, I'm sure they're going to figure out a way to make it work. Um, Which kind of brings me to a good point that I wanted to bring up before I talk about the tip, or my tip, just the tip, um, Mm -hmm. is if you're currently thinking about building a TCG deck, for IRL like tournaments and challenges pick a deck or an archetype that is going to be pretty consistent even into Paradox Rift because you don't know how the meta is going to shift Um, Iron Hands is possibly a meta breaker for a lot of decks. If people can figure out how to use it. So if you're like, oh man, I want to learn Lost Zone, hold off on buying anything for Lost Zone until after you see what's going on with Iron Hands, because Iron Hands really affects the Lost Zone. Hmm. Interesting. So this actually leads me to a question. You said we mm-hmm. we may need to postpone our tournament till next week because of Obsidian Flames. Mm-hmm. With Obsidian or, Flames launching on live, is it going to remove any to- any Pokemon from standard format? Paradox Rift or Paradox Rift? Sorry, yeah. yeah. Nope it won't it won't remove anything. <clears throat> It'll just add to it. Um, well, deck so the list reason- has to be submitted on Wednesday. I don't see any reason. We just have well, one more month of the old format. Comes out. Yeah, but. You got it. You want to? You make already it got rain. people that submitted their deck list. Is the only reason I'm saying. Make it rain Let's, with Goldango. No, we, we've already had people submitting their deck list. We ain't going to make them rebuild. I want to fury gouge people with my roaring moon. <laughs> nope, nope. You gotta wait. You gotta wait till December, Astro. Sorry. Okay. All right. It also um, helps keep keep VGC and TCG away from each other because they take like right. you know 45 minutes to play around. Yep, that's true. Um, so there was a couple things. Um, so yeah, I would say you can buy like the basic cards that aren't going to change, you know, things like that. If you're going to build Maridon because JW Crewell wins with Maridon, 
I expect next regional, Marinon's going to see an influx. Um, you can get, like, the, the major parts of it, but, like, don't go, like, balls deep <laughs> into buying a deck right now <laughs> until until we see what happens in uh, LAIC. Um, that's just a, a personal suggestion. You know, you don't have to listen to me on that, um, which it's, it's not the tip of the week uh so i do have a, just the tip of the week and all the while you're just really wondering are we going to get hopped up enough to make some bad decisions and perhaps play a little game called just the tip just for a second just to see how it feels or ouch ouch you're on my hair so the just just the tip of the week is prize card checking uh so You'll hear that a lot when you're watching a stream where you'll see them going through their deck and you'll hear the, you'll just see them like going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth through their deck. And you'll hear the announcer say something like, oh, they're, they're just, you know, they're checking their prize cards. So what that means, and um, one thing that I'm doing is I went out and bought a little notebook that I can keep with me um, since I have my memories gotten a little worse. <laughs> um, you have to remember what cards you have in your deck. It's very That's like the biggest tip ever, but that should be just like a common thing. You need to know how many cards you have in your deck. Um, so when you're price checking... You want to try and get into your deck as early as possible. Uh, that's where things like Battle VIP Pass, Nest Balls, uh, Ultra Balls, anything that makes you search your deck for something is really, really important to try and do as early in the game as possible. Why? Because you need to figure out what is in your prize cards. And you're probably thinking, well, how do I figure that out if my prize cards are face down and I can't see them? Okay. Uh, we'll take Maridon, for example. Maridon is a pretty standard build. You've got three Maridon, you've got two Flaffy, you've got two uh, Mareep, you've got two Raikou, two Raichu, and one Zapdos. Those are your Pokemon. So if you're going through your deck and you look at your hand and you've got one Maridon, your active is Raikou. And you go through your deck and you only see one Maridon. What's in your prize card? Pain. All the pain. <laughs> pain. Yes. Your other Maridon. Uh, it runs three boss's orders so if you're going through and you only see one boss's orders and you don't have any in your hand you know you've priced two boss's orders the reason this is very important is because this is how you can strategize your your win condition your your win route i guess um decks like lugia where you have to manage your resources like a hundred percent because you cannot get your energy back once it goes into the discard pile. 
is extremely important to know how many you run and what you have prized. Because you don't want to put a Snorlax, if you're running colorless, put three Snorlax on your bench, you go through your deck, and you only have one therapeutic energy. That just like blows up your whole board. Because now, once that Snorlax is knocked out, your other two Snorlaxes go to sleep right after you do your, your thumping snore. And you have to roll two heads to wake it up. <laughs> so knowing what's in your prize deck in your prize cards helps you figure that kind of stuff out. Um, you are allowed to have a notebook uh, next to you. Um, it has to be a blank sheet at the beginning of every match. So, um, like but you can write that stuff down. Um, you'll see some players do it. If you have a good memory and you can remember those things, fine. <laughs> for it. Uh, certain decks like Lugia, I don't need to write down because I've got it like memorized because I played it so much. Um, and literally on the way to tournaments, <laughs> I literally go through the deck list in my head. I can't. I I was like four Lugia V. Three Lugia V-Star, four Archeops. Like, and I just go through the deck number by number by number. So that way when I do my prize checking, boom, I can I know what I have. You can argue that you probably do that for every deck that you that you're running. Yes. You like should. If you if if you can. Like, I mean, like for me for Charizard, I think I can do that in the top of my head just because I've been running it so mm -hmm. so much. It's just like in Go. Um, learning your, your counts, learning your team. Like that's one thing we've always talked about is learning the team that you're playing with. You know, it's what Dino always yells at me because I would change my team 600 times before regional. <laughs> and he's like, you don't know how to, you're not going to learn your team in two days. Like yep. it's kind of like, it's kind of like, yeah, like it's kind of like what you're saying to memorize your team is kind of like knowing how much a move does to your Pokemon, specifically yours with your IVs. Mm -hmm. that's something I, I never actually have said, but that's kind of similar to that. Yeah, it's almost, yeah, it's pretty much exactly. So, um, yeah, uh, that's kind of it. Uh, I will say just before we end TCG stuff, cards to be looking for. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Specifically, if you're buying Paradox Rift stuff this weekend, uh, Iron Hands, Roaring Moon, Iron Valiant, TMD Evolution, TM Evolution, and then Professor Seda. Professor Seda's Vitality or something. Card is broken. It is so good. Just remove all that damage and put everything back in my hand. It's, Let's go. It's, it's so good. Oh, that's yes. a tur that's Turo. 
Turo. Oh, Turo. Sorry. Turo. Uh, that one's that one's good. Yeah, that one literally it's Penny, but you can do it with any Pokemon. Yeah. So Penny's just—it's—it's it's stupid. It's but doesn't it still discard the attached uh, cards on it? I don't. That's what I so. no, That's what I read. Everything goes into your hand. That's what I read from what you sent earlier. Is that what it said? I'm pretty sure it did. That's why I was confused. I was like, I mean, even if it does discard, I mean, it's still good. I mean, if, if it discards, you, have, you need to. Yeah, discard. If all you have a recycler, card. if you have some type of Pokemon recycling energy, it doesn't matter really. Like, yeah. yeah, like if you don't, if you're a Lugia deck, it's not good for you. No, no, no. But, but you if you're running like a Radiant Greninja deck, who or cares? Super Rod, like you yeah, something where like, you can yeah. get get it back. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, that's why I still like that. But I just wanted to clarify that just in case. Yeah, yeah Mar- um, Maridon would actually probably do well with that. Yes, Maridon would be amazing Fuck with that. that. Um, what's it called? The uh, there's a Professor Seda is you discard one card. And you can go into your deck, grab two basic energy, and put it into your hand. So, there's a lot of decks that want to get rid of cards because you want to thin out your deck and grab energy to keep in your hands, like Goldango, who has the Make It Rain, where you want to have as many energy in your hand as possible because you want to... Make it rain energy for damage. Hmm. Well, I'm kind of glad that I ended up buying two booster boxes and two ETVs then. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the TMs. Uh, I mean, we don't have enough time in the show to talk about the TMs are just insane. Really good. Yeah, um, I was just thinking about some of the stuff and it's just ridiculous um, what you can do with them. So um maybe if next week we have less stuff to talk about we can dive more into the like those kind of things i I expect next week to be a fairly light episode (laughs) there's no regionals don't see much more news coming out so yeah you can definitely do that then (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) um maybe uh wildcat can talk to me more about these iv and ev things because it's still you, you got to come to stream on Sunday. Still confuses the crap out yeah, of I, me. I finally am going to make him watch a stream at being you. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matthew, for coughing into my microphone. <laughs> um, question time? Questions. Question time? There's three. Oh. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! As always, before we start the questions, if you want to ask the show a question, you can in a few ways. You can go over to our Discord and ask us in the You Want Answers section. Uh, You can send us an email, info at btwpvp.com. You can message us on X, uh, btw, at btwpvppodcast. Or you can head over to our website, www.btwpvp.com. I almost forgot our website there. <laughs> I was going to ask. I'm like, <laughs> wait, why are you looking up? Do you not know? I had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't have been good. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, first question here comes from 
Jaraka 96. Uh, hey, so question uh, I have for you guys is how do you manage adjusting your team comps to changing metas at different ELO rankings? I've heard some people say don't change up your team and some and someday adjust to the meta or your ELO, not chasing uh, changing daily metas. Uh, I noticed a really noticeable difference in Halloween Cup around 2400 plus with a ton of electric leads that wrecked my team and forced me to change. Uh, what's y'all's thoughts on when to keep a team that was good for climbing and when to mix it up? So I'm, I'm going to start by asking a question back to Jorka and he can answer in the Discord or she. Um, did you change the time of day you were playing? With your team. Because not only does the meta change as you're playing up the ladder, the meta shifts throughout the day. I can tell you, for example, Team Dino and I have been using. Works really good about 8 to 11 p.m. And between like 6 and I would say 9, 30, 10 a.m. If you jump in the middle of the day, you see a lot of worse leads for your for that team. Yeah. So that that's the first thing to think about. Am I play, was I playing at a consistent time? The next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to start. You know, if I can find creators or other people that's in that same elo bracket I'm in, I'm going to ask what they're seeing. Because you may just hit a bad streak. It's going to happen to all of us. We're all going to have a bad day where we. Unfortunately, just feel like every battle's RPS. Now, you may have been able to play out of some of that RPS, but you got in your own head getting upset about it. But those are the first things to think about. And then, after I look at those options, I'm playing at the same time. People are seeing the same thing I'm seeing at this ELO bracket. Then I will start to look and see what is what are people in this ELO bracket running that's working to adjust for those are kind of the three stage process before I go and change a team or I get bored and just change my team every <laughs> few sets. But that's besides the point. Don't do that. Do you have anything to add there? Yeah. So a uh, huge thing to add is that a lot of people that let's just say someone goes from 2400 to, I don't know, 2800 and uh, you're in that ELO range. Right. And then you decide to try the team and then you say that it's not working a lot of the times, a lot of people tend to take a team, and I don't. I'm not pointing anybody out because I don't remember if who it was or what it, you know, what it, you know when it was. But there's many times where a lot of people tend to take a team and then just run it. They don't ask the person what are the strats, right? Uh, and so the thing is, like, that's huge because you need to know what leads to come out of because a lot of times like last was it last night when you guys were streaming where I, they were like oh we don't know what to do here and i'm like you normally go to this and that but like you know a lot of the times like people just like think that it's like uh you know it's you use it and it's gonna gain you elo so just be sure to ask for strats uh for the team that if you take it from somebody and if it's working it's it's not because um you know, maybe you just didn't get the strats for it. Maybe because like the people that are using it have been running it for a while. So they know how to use it. 
I'm sure most of the people in the Discord, if not all of them, are really like helpful. Yeah. And there's times like Mount Dugon, uh, even uh, out of pocket, wrote up a yeah, they massive. That's the only way. That's the only way I was able to work that team and and climb with it. And 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 I'm sure like if if like if my team like I the, like we're me and Wildcat were using like I think that I'm probably gonna end up writing something, but I don't know if I'm gonna have enough time to do it. If I do, probably hit. There's a possibility I hit Legend tomorrow, but there like it just depends. Like and then I'll probably write something up because the 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 team we're running like it's really good, and I think that anyone can gain Elo from it if you know how to run it. Yeah. So yeah, J- just an example of the, the you know basic strat with that team. Swallow it into a charge of bug lead. You pace to your sludge bomb at the same time they get to discharge. Never throw at CMP. You lose. You know you lose CMP. You want that extra sneak. Yep. You also do not need to shield your. For most swallows, you don't yep. need to shield. You can take three discharges mm-hmm. and get off three sludge bombs. Hmm. I have come out two shields to none. And actually had the ability to farm down with the Palo Sand their charge of bug. Yep. It's, like I said, like that's actually a perfect example. So like strats come into great timing. If you don't throw in good timing, you lose the chance to do to throw, let's just say, three sludge bombs and then you're only throwing out two. So all those things matter. So again, this kind of goes to like just make sure that you're able to ask that. Uh, I mean, again, there is a chance that the team does not work anymore at that time, but it, ideally you kind of want to try to get the info from somebody to run a team. Uh, I know a lot of people, the newer people struggle with that. Maybe they feel bad uh, to ask, but I encourage it. Like if, especially if it's me or you just don't want to ask the other person directly, just ask, you know, I'm sure they'll be happy to help. And if, if this team was streamed, go watch the stream. Yeah. Go, go see, even if we weren't playing it perfectly, we both, Kyle and I, were playing enough to climb Elo at the time. Yeah. And then my phone went berserk and Dino <laughs> saw a good, good mold me just say, I'm done for the night. I'm done. I'm a. <laughs> and then literally, I, I, went, I was, oh, I, I ended at 02. I finished 3 2 in that set after there just walking go. away for a little bit. Yep. Bonus tip of the week be willing to walk away. Don't be a wildcat. <laughs> 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 uh, what is the fast movie running on Swallow? Mudshot. Mudshot. Okay. It's so and Palo good. Sand is just so fun. Palo did we Sand? actually get the team out, Dina? We, we I don't think we. Oh the no, team. we didn't. <laughs> we Tell didn't. the team, Dina. Uh, it's it's okay. So to be fair, it, it is a variation of Lyle's original team. Uh, I just changed one Pokemon, so it's my variation of it. Uh, <laughs> so it's <laughs> Swallow. Uh, the the Sand Castle. So what is it? Palo Sand. This is it called Palisand and then Greninja, of course. Uh, and I know Wildcat does not have anything else, but if you're running a condensed meta, you want to higher attack stat uh, Greninja to uh, win CMP. Palisand has a pretty high attack oh, stat. But you don't go against many mirrors, but yeah. <laughs> Actually, you won. Somebody won a CMP with the Palisand versus uh, a uh, Zwilus, I think yep, it was. It was me. I was like, what the fuck? There's I no shot. I was like, that's so weird. I have like 13 attack. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's insane. Like, mine's up pretty, like, a rank 100 something. <laughs> I don't want to talk about what rank mine is. Yeah. But it works. It works. <laughs> hey. Yep, there it is. But that uh, rank 2 Greninja is a pain in the ass. 
With yeah, there's so many mirrors. I, I just see. don't win any CMP. I I actually won one today, and I'm like rank one. Or let's go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, next question from Khaleesi. Did everyone forget Haunter gets Ice Punch? Probably. Who's Haunter? Shadow Hunter? Who? I forgot yeah. Haunter gets. Yeah, who? It's like he's a ghost. No, I, it, it, more than anything, it, it's just preferred move. Haunter does work in open better with the bait slash nuke. In condensed metas, ice punch is better typically. I think in condensed meta with ice punch would be interesting for all the dragons. Yeah, like that's and like Evo Cup. You wanted ice punch. You needed ice punch. Yep. Or that's sludge true. bomb if you wanted to go real spicy. Eh, I'll stick with Ice Punch. <laughs> Sludge Bomb one shots of a, a Vig nearly. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. I, I love that. Sludge Bomb. For sure. Uh, last question here from Catfish Camaro. Rate the following quote unquote gimmicks from the main series game Mega Evolution from Gen 6, Zemus from Gen 7, Dynamax from Gen 8, Terra Types. From Gen 9. I'm going to go worst to best. Okay. Z-move. Get that shit out of here. I don't care about it. It's stupid. I don't want it anywhere near my Pokemon. Dynamax. Mega Evolution. And I'm actually going to say Terra's better. is the best. I think it, it, it it's introduced a healthy variety to the meta. Huh. I guess I'm taking a different approach to this in terms of like cool looking. Yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Like, <laughs> I was like, terrorize. Okay, sure. But good looking, like terrorize at dead last for me, like easily. Oh, yeah. I agree with it if he's t- talking about competitively. I agree, but in terms of like cool looking terrorize at the, at the at last for sure for me. Uh, then Z move, then Dynamax and Mega Evolution for me. In that order for cool looking. God, Z moves suck so bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it'd be Z moves and Terra types. So I would say I I would agree if we're going looks wise and Terra types and Z move. I would actually switch based on looks, Mega and Dynamax. Are you thinking about a particular Pokemon when you think about Dynamax? Is that probably why? Sure am. There's Chuck a couple. Gengar? Well, yeah. No, there's... I mean, Gengar is sick. Uh-huh. Um, what is it? Duraludon? Okay, the skyscraper. Yeah, it turns into that big freaking... Sk- oh, I bet Astro doesn't even know he gets an evolution. Gardevoir. Or not Gardevoir. Garbodor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're so stuck That thing that. is so cool when it Dynamaxes. <laughs> it is when it Dynamaxes. It sucks any other time. Yes. Yeah, no, listen. I'm not talking. We're talking about the Dynamax version. I think the Dynamax versions of like certain Pokemon that don't just turn into a bigger version of themselves. Like Pikachu? <laughs> no, the Pikachu is awesome. <laughs> I was like, it has an exception. Amazing. Yeah. Oh. But like, I like that, that they actually were like. You know what? So you like Gigantamax technically? Is not that Dynamax? Well, is, Gigantamax is, is when the form changes. Is it? Yes. But the Dynamax and Gigantamax were all in the same. They form, all work right? the same way. Okay. 
Was it in the same gen? Yes, same gen. Yeah, okay. So it was all in the same thing. Yeah. Um oh yeah. 100 percent What wait, who gets a evolution? Duraladon? Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, really? you didn't know? No. What? Archdalion. I think's how you say it. I have no idea how you pronounce Hold it. On. Oh, we're gonna do a live reaction. I had no idea. But just to go real bit? quick, when I think about like Mega Evolutions, I think about Lucario and Charizard. So that's why I'm like biased as well. So oh, okay. Yeah. So very cool. Very cool looking for me. Um Yeah. I actually just, I love like the detail that they yeah. get when they when they Dynamax or Gigantamax, whatever it is. That like, was it. All the stupid things that you can see. Like I think in Garbodor there's a car like sticking out of them yeah, somewhere. There's like, a car. There's a car. Okay, okay, here we go. Astro, click okay. the link. Here we go. How would you say that, Astro? <laughs> Meet Archaludon. 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 It's a bridge. <laughs> yeah, it is. Holy shit. Do you yeah, know where we're going back to for the Indigo Disc Astro? What region had had, had the big bridge? What the f- The Blueberry I'm- Academy is in Unova. We're going back to Unova for the DLC. Ooh. Huh? Oh my gosh, look, it takes it looks like a bridge. It is a bridge. Yeah, but like it like it like actually folds down and like becomes like a bridge. Yeah. So this would be like a humongous bridge. <laughs> when it, if it ever does like dynam dy- dynamax. I think this I, I, I think the Duraladon, like that whole line, I think I think is pretty, pretty friggin' creative. Like I know we normally bash like when they just take like a regular thing and make it a Pokemon, but like this one's pretty cool. It's better than the Nailite. Oh, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. That's going to get a community day. God help me. Oh lord. Uh, the last question from him from Catfish will is: Do you guys have any hot takes on Pogo? You should be banned if you top left with one HP. He really hates that. It's funny. I don't I don't I don't have any hot takes. You should never be forced to catch a costume Pikachu. Oh, I was actually gonna try to see if, if I could get you to take another shot if I caught a shiny uh custom Pikachu. God, I tried to catch so many of those <laughs> stupid things looking for the shiny. <laughs> and um you should only be allowed to catch one because who the fuck wants 15 costumed Pikachu? Yeah. Got tired of that real quick. Yeah. So <laughs> before we wrap up the show, big thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. If you want to support the show, you can for as little as a dollar a month, which will gain you access to our discord. Uh, support our team, BTW network streamers, Lyos Jeff three instinct leader, spark confession, Kyle throws, Mythical Hitch, Evan77713, King Alexander, and Gracie Z. 
Our coaches corner supporters, Blind Craziness, Field Super, Graves, Herm 13, Moshpit 37, Ryan N. Hood, Sasha McGriddle, Shoe Star 1, Slim Sadie 2, The Moustache Golem, The Snoop Nasty, Tioga Patriot, Uncle B Stud, and Unbreakable. Our BTW Legends, Clifford Mert, Dave 49 Raptor, E110, GBL Luke 22, Hasuian Ryan, King Tom, Rogue King 11, and Macho Man 23. 2013, sorry, 2013. Uh, our Discord admins, Fish on a Heater, Lyles Jeff3, Reyes683. Um, for more exciting content, you can go over to our YouTube channel or our Twitch. YouTube is BTWPVP Official. Twitch is Beginner to Winner. Yep. Beginner to Winner PVP. Beginner to Winner PVP. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at BTWPVP Podcast. You can email us info at BTWPVP.com. Or you can head over to www.btwpvp.com where you can get links to our merch store, Patreon, and our friends over at the Roundtable Chat Top. If becoming a patron isn't something you can do, but you still want to help the show and continue by continuing to spread the word, uh, leave us reviews on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, leave the comments on uh, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. It helps really does really like really really helps uh and we really appreciate it and finally thank you all for listening to the btw pvp podcast i'm astro zombie 954 um dino i'm wildcat dad 17 till next time good luck and get good very difficult trying to read the situation and all the while you're just really wondering are we going to get hopped up enough to make some bad decisions and perhaps play a little game called just a tip just for a second just to see how it feels or ouch ouch you're on my hair